0: Zero3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley Touring Market as well as other types.
1: Hey Liza, that's us. We're the other types. I'm checking out this site right now.
0: They have a well-rounded product line from chrome to lighting and comfort.
1: Hell yeah they do. They got a lot of chrome and a bunch of LED lighting accessories. You know what that means, right? Less stress on your stator.
0: Zero3D.com. Takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing.
1: Yeah, I'm checking out the Cypher Air Cleaner. It's pretty minimalist, but it still has exotic styling.
0: Distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties. In Europe, parts Europe and Zodiac. And in Asia by Twin Art. Passion for design and innovation. Always something new to see at Ciro3D.com.
1: Yo, Liza, why are
2: you talking like that?
0: Because the ladies love it. (laughs) I like it. Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits! Here at the Recycled Garage studio yeah. train studio train what? podcast I don't know what to call it the train I, I,
3: all I'm looking at are motorcycles you know? I don't know what
4: yeah, you're
0: talking yeah. about train. Train ride. Ride. Train
4: it's it's like you step in here and it's really cool but at the same time you look around and you go an insane person lives here yes so. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: this, this, I'd like to point out this is the doing of two insane people
4: and they are related genetics and
0: since I am the younger of the two I can blame my genetics
3: it's an inbreeding yeah. of your uh, anyway
4: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Go there. All right. Wait. Hey. Mm. Um, hey, everyone. Family days hey. of mine. This is Liza. And hey, let's get to introductions in the garage, but I'm going to save the best for last. Hey, yeah. tonight in the. Not, I got to stop saying in the garage. <laughs> tonight in the studio. Oh. The studio. studio. we studio. We've got Animal Dave.
2: Waka waka waka.
0: Coming up next, usually being placed in the corner. Now he's in the He's
2: in the fireplace.
0: The
5: fireplace. Well, there isn't a corner here. So <laughs> he's in the <laughs> stuff in yeah. the hot seat. <laughs> the
0: the we we've got Isaac.
5: Hi. Hey.
0: That was, that
5: was it. I can't follow waka waka waka. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
0: Coming around the corner, we've got Bex. Aloha, huh? Hi. Hi. Running the board, of course, is Bagel.
1: You're my density. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this
3: this 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 train room shit is not working out so far.
1: Huh?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We need uh,
7: the parts. You cleaner, Somebody's fumes. getting tongue punched
3: in the fart box before
1: this. <laughs> is. Oh, you can even say this is a train
6: wreck. <laughs>
1: that, that thought had crossed my mind.
0: Over on the train side of the room, we've got Naked Jim.
3: Hey, yes, Naked Jim. Hi. All right. Legal weed and marijuana, by the way. Yeah. California.
0: On um. the classy girl couch tonight, we've got Knock.
4: How you guys doing?
0: Yeah, that that is it. that. That's all you got.
4: I'm that's... back, baby. He's it hey, is. Uh, I'm uh, not dying of haunted virus. He's gonna anymore. have when hives in a minute, around. though.
0: <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, also on the classy girl couch tonight, we got the true classy girl herself,
8: Miss Emma. Come on, y'all. Let's take a ride. No. <laughs> Don't you say shit. Just get inside. <laughs> it's time to take your ass on the other kind of trip. Because you can't have the hop if you don't have the hip. Uh,
3: <laughs> ride, ride, slippery slide. I, I <laughs> okay.
0: Fantastic All right, But I did save the best for last because yeah. we're so excited. And uh, rarely allowed on the couch, but this time sitting.
8: Ready outside the heist.
0: Right front and center. We've got Zach.
2: Oh, uh, it is so good to be looking down the barrel of this microphone again. Oh, right. uh, hell yeah.
0: And he exists. I was going to say, for old,
2: exist.
3: <laughs> for old time's sake,
0: can we hear that?
8: <laughs> <Yeah>. I exist.
2: <laughs> yeah, return of the prodigal
8: son. If you're not a Zach bot, write down
0: this number, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you lived on as a bot for quite a while. <laughs>
4: did, I, did I really? Yeah, you did. You know, that's a lot more than most people get. Wait, did I? People just you forget did, who yeah. they are. At the end of the cast? Yeah. Yes.
6: What? Yeah. I can do it for real this time? Yeah. You, know. Oh. <laughs> you, know,
7: what,
3: you know what else I Eyes just...
7: rolling back. <laughs> I just yes. thought
3: of that speaks to uh, Zach's proudness is the fact that his... His Zach name badge has been recycled like three times by the Vampires Club.
2: <laughs> Who's that right. now? Is that Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Jeremy. now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sorry, we've, got, <laughs> we've
0: got so much to cover besides the 70 degree weather once again, which I'd just like to say, you know, mm. I have a very nice sweater collection and that is something I don't get to wear and I am I'm upset about it. This weather is <laughs> too eat, nice.
2: Eat shit, you 70-degree weather people. <laughs> it was negative I know. I know. 20 last weekend. Have you been able to wear your Those Evil Knievel sock digits. collection?
0: Um, oh, yeah. I've been wearing the hell out of my Evil Knievel socks. Rooms and not la- just that. Oh, my God. I went down a rabbit hole because I discovered that Zazzle, you can design your own socks. Oh what? you know but here's but i do hold on i I do want to point something out though this will not be interesting to the listeners but in this new quiet room i'm going to tell you anyway i can now hear dave's leather jacket so i'm going to say bagel mute channel one dave you got to hang that thing up outside that leather jacket is not gonna fly in here. <laughs> creep, creep, creep. We just sound too still curious. not
5: as bad as Knox boots. As fun. Oh,
6: I know, I
0: know. So we got a lot to talk about. Um let me just run down some things. Oh so much. Uh there was a, a track day to talk about. Um uh, Bex scored a deal and, and, and fixed a bike up. We'll talk about that. Um we're gonna find out what Zach has been up to. We'll see. Um we got upcoming events and of course um uh, a Henry update knock uh, and I had an interesting toolbox shopping
4: experience Just call this. it toolbox Safari 2018 in this oh, economy
0: my God. <laughs> uh, but our big conversation tonight we're gonna have Robert Panja calling in a little bit later Robert Panja started a, a group it's like a roundtable it's called give a shift and he's been bringing in uh, industry people to talk about the the decline in the motorcycle industry. Which is, is really starting to affect things. I mean, we talked about the bankruptcy not too long ago. Um, a lot of companies uh, struggling. Harley's struggling. Uh, there's a lot going on. And and Robert wanted to gather people together to try and find solutions for this. So he's going to call in, and, and we're going to get a beat on what what is going on out there. And then it's going to be, I think, an ongoing conversation for quite a while. What can people do to turn this around? And uh, already I posted on our Facebook page and we've been getting a lot of
8: interesting feedback. Right. And, you know, I, we've talked about this at length, Liza, and I don't think we're going to find, and Robert will certainly agree with me on this, there isn't a single solution. Um, it, it's going to be multiple solutions on various fronts. Um but when I think of our own inventory at the shop, we've got some fantastic entry-level bikes, yeah, I, which are still on the floor. Why? Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But it is going to be an ongoing conversation. Oh, for and sure. And certainly we're going to be uh, wanting um, all of you out there to give us your feedback as well, because this is all going to go into the collective pot of information,
8: so to speak. Right. So anyway, we'll be having Robert and, Hall in And a we little want bit. photographs of you with your pets. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, no, I think so. I think. No, as long as they're
0: not cats, it'll make Nock have a reaction. I
6: know.
8: If if you're so allergic to cats, please send a photograph of you with your cat in to the Misfits at the usual address. Eliza will make socks out of them. Send me your
6: pussy
4: pics. That was 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 like lowbrow, super easy. (laughs) That was great. It was right there.
0: I wanted to give a quick update. Um, Last week on our show, when we had Sean Thomas. We had a little bit of an interruption during the show. that's because our own Henry was waylaid by a car that Mm -hmm. ran a red light. And um, Bex, how is Henry doing?
7: He's on the repair. So what were his injuries? He broke his tibia in three different directions at the base of his Uh, bone by his ankle and then the fibula at the top by his knee
0: is that where the bumper hit him that is yeah actually some asshole uh,
5: broke his tibia
7: in a bunch of places exactly (laughs) he did not break his bones
0: yeah so what ended up happening is uh, i believe was he making a left and somebody ran the red light and just ran and ran into him
7: yeah and not only did they run the red light they actually jumped the green Hmm. like total asshole
0: yeah, so they ran the red, hit him, and the bike is pretty much totaled.
8: It's totaled.
0: It's yeah.
8: a um Viffer. It's a it's a 98 Viffer. Clean bike, just a mm-hmm. really really nice bike. But as anybody who owns Viffers know, they're complicated bikes. There's a lot going on, and it doesn't take much to total them. Yeah. Side-mounted yeah. radiators. Side-mounted mm-hmm. radiators bearing mounting bracket mm-hmm. just front end. Yeah.
7: It, it's sad he just did his bucket shim uh, valve oh, job well, for the well, first that, time literally uh, just
8: that bike has got spanking new pilot fives on it yep. it's got a mm, brand yeah. new chain on it mm-hmm. you know it's it, it's a crying shame it's had a ton of money spent on it
0: but i would like to say he was wearing all the right gear yes. which
8: fantastic he, he, was, he was
0: discharged that night with a broken leg yeah but there was no other
7: injuries right no other injuries um maybe a completely, concussion. completely he actually mm. i don't think that they he lost consciousness uh briefly so that would indicate mm. a concussion mm. but they didn't see any kind of swelling or any other indications right. in his pupils so he actually was really well off Besides the fact that now he's immobile and that's right. really shitty.
3: But he wears that uh, nice Aerostitch suit, doesn't he? Right. Um,
7: uh, it's, a it's
1: actually like a motor Motoport. Motoport. Oh, okay. so yeah. it's
7: made in US um, down south. Bagel.
1: Yeah, that's the same company that makes makes my jacket too. What's right? it? What's that Kevlar. material?
7: It's made
5: of? It's Kevlar. It's a Kevlar it's mesh. Really intense Kevlar, though. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's heavy duty.
7: He had had no abrasions whatsoever. Yep.
8: But I know we preach this and preach this and preach this. But even down to his his Tib fib break, mm-hmm. if he hadn't been wearing decent boots, and he's got burly he, boots, he too, might right? have yeah, lost he it. Yeah. He might have lost his foot.
7: Yeah. yeah. He might have lost yeah. his foot, maybe even his leg where the right. knee break happened. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: You know, I'll, I'll say that's a good point because a lot of times. You know, we skimp on the footwear, but and but Henry's boots are the burly adventure ones, like all yeah. like knock, not as heavy to do as knox, but they were burly. And I didn't think about it till we just mentioned it that the break was underneath his boot, and that's yeah. oh, was it something. really? The,
5: uh, yeah. it the, was his uh,
3: lower leg. So the... and he had like I said, the boots he had were legit, like adventure boots.
5: Statistically, yeah. if you're wearing any over the ankle footwear, you're fifty-seven le- percent less likely to have uh, injury to your like your foot in a mm. crash. Yeah. So imagine if you're wearing adventure boots. That's, right. you know, even better. Like, yeah. That puts you, you
4: you're, know, you're,
5: higher. Yeah, your ankle is a
4: system of tiny little bones. You know... Um, and it's fucked up when they get hurt. Oh, I, yeah. I
7: think Kat, if she were here, would attest to how important so, it is. speaking of gear, we had a bunch of new people
0: come in this morning, and um, there was a guy who came in, um, I can't remember what bike he was on, but he wanted to know... <coughs> excuse me. He said, hey, can you suggest a good ride around here that's in the sun mm. i mentioned it's it was like 70 degrees it was nice we rode it was, up nice from yeah, Carmella. Right? It was gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. this morning maybe maybe high 50s right and he said like yeah it. can you recommend a ride that will keep me in the sun i get cold easy and i i looked at him and i'm like
3: this, <laughs> like, isn't, this yeah. isn't cold no, you, yeah weather. you go down to the boardwalk and there's these little race cars so you get in
0: i i kind of looked at his <laughs> gear he had uh, high top sneakers Oh. Jeans. Oh. Um, a short jacket with his shirt untucked hanging out. I uh, kid you not, um, the cotton or leather garden gloves.
5: Mm. Oh. Those come off
0: and real he, quick. And he did have a, um, a scarf.
4: Mm. Yeah. And I oh, said, okay. um, so, so he's you're, fully said, protected. That scarf is a tactical protecting scarf. So I yeah. said, it's me, a Kevlar uh, scarf. Let
0: me, yeah. I, let me ask you some <laughs> questions. Why are you trying to ride in the sun? He's like, well, I just, I get cold easy. I just want to stay out of, like, when you go up in the mountains, it's shaded.
6: Mm-hmm. So said,
0: I think the bigger problem here is your gear.
6: Mm-hmm. If
0: you're, if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're limiting your ride based upon you getting cold, you have not perfected the bubble.
2: Especially here. No, yeah. Especially here. And especially
0: I, in the weather today.
2: I've, yeah. I've, ri- I've ridden in 25 degrees in Vermont, and you can, you can do it with decent gear. Yeah. Do you
0: remember what bike he was on?
2: Uh, I don't remember yeah. a bike biker was on um, say a Jixxer, so, say a Jixxer, Say or no, 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 saying. <laughs> no, no,
7: no, no. you so, can hear you can ride in August in the mountains and want an underlayer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to pick on him, but I said, Let me ask you some questions. Um do you have boots?
0: Do you have riding pants? He said, Well, I yeah, I got I got some hiking boots that I use for riding. I'm like, mm. No, it doesn't count. Uh, do you have, and, says, <coughs> and I have some riding pants, but I just use those when I like commute in inclement weather. So, well, mm-hmm. let's start there. First of all, your boots. Why, why, why aren't you buying better boots? Is it the cost? Is it the money? And this plays into what we'll be talking about, with right. Robert? Um, is it the cost? Because cycle gear does make cheap shit that falls apart. But if it's that's better, better than, than yeah. nothing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and if you're not using the shit out of it, I mean, I've got boots that lasted years from them. Um, and he's like, uh, "Well, I just didn't think I needed more protection." I said, "Well, those heavy, like hiking boots. How well do you think they'll do as you're rolling down the highway? You think they're gonna protect your ankle or just twist it further?" Hmm. So, um,
3: was did he have like an epiphany well, where, where lights well, going on? Yeah, off? he was, was he listening. Like, I was oh, trying oh, not yeah, to yeah. attack him, but well, I'm well, like, sure, "Yeah."
0: And, and have you thought about getting in a longer jacket? And I took him into our donation room.
3: Ooh, what size was he?
0: Uh, like a me- large, I guess. Uh, yeah, pretty large. Hard. You
3: could do well, pretty, pretty. Oh, well I know. Yeah. I said, let's start with Especially gloves because he know.
0: had little, average like, but girthy gloves, <laughs> <Yeah>. and. <laughs> We've we got a Aren't lot of all? nice gloves in lately, and he mm-hmm. got some nice gauntlet gauntlet gloves. that turn out to be electric gloves. He's like, "What's this what? plug in the Stop. inside the, uh, the glove?"
6: Wow,
5: right? Get his number. vape pen. Call him and buy them. I know. I
0: know, <right>? And then <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going here. through. I'm like, "Look, here's a, a, a vest, like a quilted vest liner. To, why don't you take this?" He's like, "Oh, I have something like that." Well, and here's a, I like to wear a windbreaker underneath because it's lightweight, folded up really small, does great. He goes, oh, I have a windbreaker at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So I, you know, take the gloves. You're welcome. Do you want some boots? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Now, instead of limiting your ride, just wear the right
8: gear. But you know, the thing I've heard down at the shop more than once Mm -hmm. if somebody's used to wearing lightweight clothing and you know i mean this is california
4: yeah exactly. a lot of guys
8: and girls grow up wearing shorts flip-flops and loose t-shirt when you actually start kidding yourself up with a proper motorbike gear a lot of people really are surprised how restrictive it is it it's very much a vibe you get used to it easily but those first few times you ride it, you're on you're on a bike. You're not familiar on the bike. It's something you're getting used to, mm. and you're wearing very restrictive clothing. Can be kind of scary. And you know, it, a lot of people, if they've worn very very lightweight clothing, really resist getting the proper gear immediately because it doesn't feel
7: right on them. And I have the opposite experience, where if I get on the bike, even if I'm just literally going a few hundred feet right. and I don't have gloves on or my helmet on or, you know, I'm yeah, you don't tennis feel shoes. Right. I feel weird. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, what yeah, I,
3: no. I, I was going to say Emma touched on the thing is you got to get people when they start riding immediately addicted
4: to wearing gear. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. yeah. it's really yeah. easy
3: not to, you know, we go out to Ohio AMA's vintage days. By the end of the first mm-hmm. day, I'm like in tennis shoes and no shirt and a hat.
4: It feels good, man.
7: It feels yeah. really
3: good. But, but it's funny when I'm back in California. Similar to Bex, you know, as soon as I get on the bike, it's like helmet, gloves. Without that, it just you're like, Egh. yeah. Cat,
7: Cat yeah, says and, it really well. She's like, it's like having sex without a condom. It's really good, but it's very wrong until it's not. <laughs> until it's not, exactly. It's I mean, a bad I, idea. You can fall no into the trap. birth control.
8: Oh, I'm just going around the corner. Just going around the corner, <laughs> just, it'll be fine. Uh,
7: just well, a little, little
8: tip. Just you know, just, just going the around tip. the corner and look at poor Henry. Right, just
7: going round the corner. Literally, corona. that's Heavy, uh, not even. everything. have we done he the he naked was wearing ride yet? Everything, <laughs> and thank God. And he was just going Shut for a way. couple slices of pizza before the podcast. <laughs> right, and we're talking less than a half of a city block away.
5: Goddamn yeah. pizza! Yeah. And I mean, I, even when you change up your gear, like when I got new gloves in September, I had a hard time operating the controls for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because week he, or so. he, it's new. It's so yeah. I get it. If you're not used to wearing gear, or even if you change your gear, it can be it can be like freaky. But you got to push through that. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, this has been one of the things that has come up um, in the feedback with Give a Shift is the cost of gear is really hard for millennials, cost of entry, bikes, stuff like that. I rode for two decades on things I bought at flea market,
4: you know. Yeah, but you're crazy. Well, she also looks like no, she well, still
0: does. But uh. I'd like to say, when <laughs> I started riding, there when I started riding there was no such thing as motorcycle gear, right? This is true. This it is didn't true. exist.
3: You bought and, like a Le- Letterman jacket or something, right?
0: Yeah, and then when it, motorcycle gear started coming out, those for like these touring guys on like BMWs and and Goldwings yeah. and
8: mm-hmm.
7: astronauts on two wheels. Yeah, <laughs>
8: But you know the the uniform for so long was a sturdy pair of jeans Well you can yeah, do mm-hmm. that Pair of Doc Martens, yeah. well that's fine And then a black leather biker jacket Right. And it was always easy yeah. to find a, a biker jacket at Like a second hand store mm-hmm. You know, you go into a Goodwill store Yeah there's a biker jacket That somebody who used to go to see Bon Jovi or something Didn't want to <laughs> wear it <laughs> So you could get into it cheap the one big cost, of course, was a helmet. Mm-hmm. And back then, you had two choices. If you wanted to spend the money, you got a fiberglass helmet. <clears throat> if you hadn't got the money for a fiberglass helmet, you got a poly one. These days, most... It's still the same. Most entry-level the, helmets In the late are 80s, poly.
0: when I moved to Boston, I bought a half helmet because that's all I could afford. Right. And I was riding in the winter in Boston in a mm. half helmet. Oh. It wasn't until... Christmas that my parents said what do you want for Christmas? <gasps> I realized Helmut <laughs> you ask your parents for motorcycle yeah. gear. that is so true. Yeah. That's such that a great idea. So true. They're Listeners like, "Ooh, something that will keep you safe." They will
5: now. spend twice as much on you. Yes, that and is I yeah. so true.
0: <laughs> my dad got yeah. me I think at the time it was $200 for a showy RF200. Oh uh, yeah. That's and I was like, uh-huh. "Oh." No. Wow. I was so excited. <laughs> I had like a real <laughs> helmet. Um,
5: it's like your first yeah, spice they'll girl be like concert. they'll be like oh I was going to get <laughs> I was going to get you socks but instead here's a <laughs> like $500 jacket. But now things
0: are cheap. I don't they're so, they are affordable. I don't think there is no reason. Um but and even
8: for people who can't afford we have our our exchange here. But um, yeah. yeah, you go yeah. into any bike shop even if you haven't got a motorcycle collective Near you, if you go into any bike shop, you can get a decent full face helmet for under a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: that's true. You yeah. can yeah. get
8: a decent full mm-hmm. face helmet for a thousand bucks. You can and get everywhere in between,
0: and not decent helmet in Pakistan for seven dollars. <laughs>
8: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you carry your
7: groceries oh in it. man, but Liza, yeah, that thing looks ridiculous. It, you
5: can
6: get it Pakistani. Special.
7: It's like yeah. worse than a basket you use for Easter. If right. you're
5: if you're just getting gear that I you don't expect, today. if you're okay with it. Not not lasting long you can get a full set of gear for for under 500 bucks oh, sure. easily mm-hmm. easily if, if you easily. want it to be waterproof good luck but
8: this week i needed a new helmet for work and my helmet at work takes a beating because i'm on the bike i'm off the bike i'm on the bike you know right yeah. mm-hmm. and i don't want an expensive helmet but i bought a bell full face helmet it's a nice looking helmet meets all the safety standards it's an entry level bell she likes ninety bucks. Really? Yeah. yeah.
5: That's like yeah. that's like built or
6: Sedichi prices. My, right, exactly.
2: Yeah. My first home was in H J C and I think it was Hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah, no, same yeah. with
5: my. Mine was a CL17, a yeah, year yeah, out,
6: yeah, yeah, it hundred bucks. Yeah, mine
7: was yep, right. an HJC extra large, and I had two beanies with one with a big <laughs> ball on
5: you top are not of it. A, you are not an extra and, large, and it was like
7: from the early '80s. No, you're like an extra style. small. Had, right. had, that I am an extra small, literally, and and it had the strap, and I was. This is the jizzer in me going down, flying as fast as we could, <laughs> with and the this helmet thing, spinning the on your head was blowing. <laughs> up choking me it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so having a prop, proper gear is quite
6: That's lovely funny.
0: well i want to um bring robert panja onto the phone and um he's going to give us a lot of the information he's been collecting and let's get into this conversation all right on the phone with us we've got robert panja you're hey robert where hey, robert where in the world are you right now
9: Oh, I'm in the uh, I'm in a Phoenix parking lot. I wish I could just lie and say it was something romantic and awesome, but uh, I'm in a quick corner in Phoenix. You know, so
8: that is uh, that is quite romantic,
7: yeah, Robert.
5: Parking lots are very romantic.
7: Well,
8: <laughs> you
6: guys
9: have got to raise your standards. You know,
7: right That's my
9: favorite <laughs> second date. Or pretend date. we're not fourteen. <laughs> so, um, aim for a Seven Eleven at least.
0: First of all, I wanted to thank you for what you're doing, and I want to make sure like all of our listeners are aware of what's going on. We have listeners outside in the states too. Um is this uh, is this only happening here in the states this waning uh, waning of the motorcycle industry?
9: No, you know, uh there are different parts of the uh, industry that are doing well in different uh areas of the world and uh mm. you know, uh a lot of people don't realize for instance that Royal Enfield makes almost 800,000 units a year compared to Harley Davidson's like two hundred and sixty thousand units a year so so when you those numbers are staggering and there's areas where motorcycling is doing really well uh, in part because of the uh, uh, environment that they're used in uh, and because of a growing middle-class in certain countries that Mm -hmm. are now getting access to transportation Um, you know and give a shift really is focused in on the North American market primarily Mm -hmm. uh, and even within the North American market, there are some brands that are doing fantastically. Triumph has had a phenomenal year. Um, KTM is doing really well. Ducati is doing really well. Um, it's sort of our, our big five that are struggling in, in, to some degree, mm. uh, and sometimes it's not just a matter of, Total unit volume or percentage of growth. Sometimes it's more a matter of the profit margins of the units that are getting sold. So the you know the bigger yeah. luxury bikes are not getting sold as much, uh, and those of course are the ones that help pay for the rest of the business. So could, could you say who um, the big five are? Oh yeah, sure. The Japanese brands and Harley Davidson. That's easy. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, the um, uh, the. Uh, The opportunity um, to kind of bring some of this to light um, is not, uh, I think it was overblown a little bit. There were some people who were reporting that, you know, give a shift or the industry is all about like doom and gloom right now. And, uh, And I firmly believe that there were people who read the article that came out in the L.A. Times and then they just read the headline and then they just immediately started vomiting out, you know. Uh, you know ideas or whatever without actually reading the report, but I think the report itself is uh, um, it's uh, what I would call constructive criticism
6: yeah mm-hmm.
9: uh, and uh, and that's really what we're going for. It's not just a matter of sitting back and carping and grossing about stuff, but you know proposing some solutions and coming up with ideas and and understanding that there's no one silver bullet that's going to help elevate motorcycling the way we need to
5: right. Are, are you suggesting that, that people sometimes don't read the articles? <laughs> they, just, yeah. they just jump to conclusions you know, based on I th- headlines? I think, they took,
9: I think they took the don't read the comments thing too seriously yeah. and actually <laughs> didn't read the article itself. So, yeah.
5: so
0: can you um, run down, first of all, why did you start this? Why did you get involved with this?
9: Well, I've been in the motorcycle business for around 25 years or so. I've been an enthusiast for longer than that. And... Uh, um, I turned 50 back in March um, and, uh, and decided that I was going to take a, a bit of a break anyway. My, uh, I, I just prior to that, I had been the uh, PR manager for Indian Motorcycle mm. and concurrently for a decade uh, was a PR manager for Victory Motorcycles as well. Uh, and, uh, and that contract came up at the end of last January. Uh, I knew I was turning 50 and throwing a, the world's biggest party. Sorry you guys missed it. And, uh, and That's then, right. I'm turning uh, 50
3: this year. We'll, we'll be good.
9: Well, I sent my invitations <laughs> out two and a half years early, so you got to step up. <laughs> wow.
7: So did I. Well done. Well done.
9: I'm telling you, it was a big <laughs> one. Awesome. I had all three generations of the, the Ness family there. It was awesome. really cool. So anyway, the, um, uh, the, the point is, is that I wanted to take a little bit of a break. Uh, I, lo- I also lost my father this summer, and so it was mm-hmm. a chance to just kind of, just sort of stop and reassess everything. And in a way, I sort of dropped out of the the industry, and you know, and I wasn't you know reading regular reports, and I wasn't um, you know, uh, I wasn't participating at like on the OEM side of things, right. so to speak. I was just sort of being a motorcyclist and enthusiast and that kind of thing. And um, so in that process as I sort of popped my head back up in the fall and thought, well, you know, maybe someday I should, you know, pull in another paycheck for a while or, or I should, you know, just kind of see what's going on in the world out there. Um, I just, I just realized that there was a, there, there's a a conversation gap happening, uh, and, um, and that there are some significant changes happening to motorcycling. And I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'll go to the Long Beach Motorcycle Show. I'll invite a few of my friends to come sit around a table and, you know, we'll split a couple of six packs and, and maybe come up with a little white sheet. And what I thought was going to be kind of a one and done, you know, just visiting with friends and getting myself back up to speed and everything like that ended up being like hundreds and hundreds of survey respondents wow. uh, and ended up being um, – I had I had close to 40 applicants for the roundtable thing, hmm. and um, and we ended up with 25, which was supposed to be two hours and ended up being three. So it was it, you know it ended up being a lot bigger, um, and so sometimes an idea is bigger than what you realize, which is the case on this one. And uh, and I just I feel compelled to see it through and uh, and give people as much information and. And make it absolutely free. I'm, you know, I'm not making any money on this. It's just a matter of you know how do we how do we uh, you know elevate the game in motorcycling.
0: And just to give people an idea of what we're talking about, um, so one of the things that has come up is that only you know the bikes are too expensive. But I think you you equated a CB 550 back mm-hmm. in the day compared to a bike today. What would that CB 550 be priced at in today's dollars?
9: Well, uh, the AMA guys were quoting that, and that, that would be about a $7,000 bike right now. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, so we're, you know, and a, and a CB500 now is less than that and far more capable, you know. Right. And so the, uh, um, the, it, it's not, a, in the report, when you read it, it's not, it's not a matter of the product. We have fantastic right. product available and anybody who right exactly anybody who challenges that is just not paying attention mm-hmm. to what's out there
7: it's the mentality uh, of the generation
9: yeah, it's, it's more a, a matter of desirability and a few other factors that we came
0: and up with. uh numbers wise hasn't it gone down about is it about half of what it was just uh it, like in the 90s what what were the numbers it,
9: it, uh, well so that's a little bit of a false number okay. yeah, it is when you look at new OEM sales, so okay. new mm. new brand sales, so it dropped, and and you know to the point of the AMA and and other folks and trade organizations like the MIC or whatever, they were sort of equating that to a false bubble that grew with the housing boom. Mm. So there was right. a bunch of there was a bunch of like extra cash available, and people were buying motorcycles as toys and that kind of thing. Now uh, the you know the economy to for a lot of people has. Uh, has gotten a lot better, the stock market's a lot better, you know, all that. But if you look at OEM new unit sales, they've been relatively flat since 2009, despite all those factors. So, um, you know, what is it about motorcycling that has changed in that, you know, near 10 decades and why are you know why are we not seeing uh the kind of energy towards uh riding as we have in the past and that's really what give a shift uh, wanted to drill into
0: and i believe the used bike sales are three to one for new bike sales right
9: probably but there's no there's no sort of yeah. central conduit for that information you know we've, um, we've
0: been given it, that number we can just accept it but
9: yeah, yeah okay. I, but but there's yeah obviously you know there's a lot more used bikes than new bikes out there and uh, and they don't go through a central registry uh, you know uh, it's it's really hard to aggregate that information is what I'm getting at yeah so uh, yeah um, but new bikes or uh, used bike sales are strong particularly with younger riders and with people uh, you know sort of coming back into the industry and and that kind of thing and uh, and there's multiple reasons for that
0: so we've got. Nine people in this room. Um of the nine people here in this room, if you have ever bought a new bike, say yay. 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 How many was that? Three? Two. Yeah. Two?
1: No. I did one. Three. Oh, wait. So three, three, of, three. Uh, of
0: the nine have ever bought a new bike and we are people with most of us have multiple bikes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I don't know if, if numbers like ours count because we buy used bikes and we are avid riders. Um, so but I wanted to find out so what were some of the what are some of the issues that you're you're discovering what do you think the problem is and then let's get into what you think some of the solutions are?
9: Well going back to what we said earlier, there's no silver bullet so the the, the problem uh, is multifold okay so we we need OEMs to be in good shape and and to sell motorcycles um, and uh, uh, and then motorcycling, uh, as an overall activity, you know, anybody who rides ultimately kind of, uh, you know, understands the benefits and, and, you know, what it is to be a motorcyclist. Uh, and, and we, you know, we all, I think we would all agree to, you know, getting more people into the fray is only good for us. So, um, the five things we talked about many, many, many different things. And I, I just want to go back to what the, what the give a shift output was. Um, and you can find it on, uh, there's a link to the report if you want all the stuff it's totally free i don't even ask you to give me your email address but it's uh um, if you go to motogiveashift.com. that's a new website we just put together and you can mm-hmm. find a link to download uh the report from there so there's three elements to it one is an industry report that was put together by guido ebert uh and a key statement in his was um uh, yeah, motorcycles are, are having troubles, but don't blame the millennials. So mm-hmm. that's really, that's an interesting read when you really go through that and start to, start to see some of the factors that he brought up. Two is a summary report on the group of 25 sitting there for three hours talking about a bunch of different things. So there's the, and that's the main thing that everybody's going to read. And third is literally an 80-page transcript yeah. of the, the conversation that was, as it was had. Wow. So you can be a fly on the wall. And if you start to research the names of the people who are on the panel, you realize that there was, there was some real horsepower there. The, yeah. you know, Kent Kunitsugu from Sport Rider Magazine and Mark Cook. Uh, former editor of Motorcyclist magazine mm-hmm. and uh, and I Surge, mean just Surge, absolute industry leader. I think
0: so. it was Serge mm-hmm. Gish was there too, right?
9: Serge was there and yeah. Serge cool. he's a friend of ours. People don't city realize bike. how much that guy has done. Holy cow! You know, lane split. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I actually read the report. It is very well written. is an interesting read, and I actually have been um, listening to um, the tape from last Thursday's um, meeting as well.
4: Oh, so there's oh, audio cool. on this.
0: Uh, well, I have
6: audio on oh. this. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
9: well actually I did I did record uh, the thing on Thursday uh, and uh, we're going to be putting out a, a press release and, and I'll be making that uh, audio recording available on the awesome. com as yeah. well um, and uh, anyway so that that so that's the output of all that stuff and and the five key factors that mm-hmm. that particular meeting um, identified, was one is just an overall lack of desirability.
6: Mm-hmm. That's
9: a that's a problem. Is uh, and you know we can get into that. Um, two is uh, the dealer practices at yeah. a motorcycle dealership, dealership are experience. woefully behind, way behind. Right. You know, uh, modern retail experience. Um, and then we also uh, talked about uh, our fitment into autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. How, how does motorcycling work in a, in a world that's getting more and more autonomous?
0: I found that interesting. That's something that I hadn't even thought about yet. My own father has a Tesla, uh,
6: uh-huh.
0: you know, that, that drives autonomously. So, I, yeah, something I hadn't thought about. It was interesting you brought that up.
9: Yeah, and then uh, 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 women riding more females,
6: mm-hmm.
9: uh, more females riding uh is a big one uh and uh, so i mean hit, hitting on all those points um, really is you know um, is sort of five major factors and that's and that's what we're going to be um, addressing in subsequent panels and drilling down into those uh into those areas um
0: I would like to talk about dealership experience and full disclosure uh miss emma who's here she works at a
8: dealership as well yeah robert if i can just jump in i mean i hit two of those buttons because i'm a woman motorcyclist and um i work at a dealership i'm I'm, i'm a mechanic i've been in the industry since 1978 so like you i've seen a great many changes um and i'm the first to admit that the generally the dealership experience right now is like stepping back in time um mm-hmm. just the whole way we approach our customers i i'm not on the retail side we're on the workshop side and so there's very very limited scope for um, improvement there generally if people come in let us know what's wrong with their bike and we fix it that's pretty much we've done our job correctly um, but the retail side i'd be very, very interested to know how you modernize that uh that's
9: good. there are a lot of retail experts if there's anything that America can do is market and sell stuff <laughs> sure. We're good at that and so the the world is our world is full of people who can um, significantly drill down into that uh, and one challenges is, is that we have uh, a lot of variety of motorcycles. The second challenge is, is that uh, there's a very, very high dealer turnover rate. So, you mm. know, you're, you're, congratulations, you're a unicorn in the industry, you know, you've been there for a while, right? And um, Not at the but, same
8: dealership, th- as in, the yeah. the dealership I work for in one form or another has been around since the 1970s, so it's as old mm-hmm. as I am. But of course, yeah. it's gone through many, many owners since then.
5: Yeah. So yeah. by by dealer turnover, you mean dealers go out of business frequently, or the turn, or the staff turns over?
9: Uh, a little bit of both. You know, we've had a lot of dealers drop out, particularly after two thousand nine. But uh, but the staff turnover, the the thought of being a professional motorcycle salesman or a career motorcycle salesman. Oh, it's, it's a hard not, sell. It, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a
8: very hard sell, and I'm the first to admit we're extremely lucky in monterey because we have two large military bases nearby we have dli and we have um naval postgraduate school without those guys we would be bankrupt in a heartbeat i mean we hemorrhage money as it is and the only reason that it keeps us afloat is we're part of a much larger group we're part of a six dealership group um,
9: so it's. I mean, one thing to think about is like, why do dealers exist? And it's basically because they're federally mandated. Um, you know, you, if if Ford didn't have to have Ford car dealers, you think they wouldn't be selling directly? That's no exactly way. what Elon sure. Musk is 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 up. You know, is, is trying to change. Mm. Um, and that that exists because you need a dealer to do warranty work. Warranties are also federally mandated on transportation things, and so. Um, so it's a consumer protection thing to have dealers, uh, and so therefore the model itself is protected by law. There's no uh, um, until there is financial pain as we're as we're dealing with right now. There's no fundamental push to change the dealer model. Okay, um, so. So it's there's a, a great opportunity right now to modernize the dealer experience, uh, to incorporate what their online presence is into that, uh, and to um, and for sales training. And one of the problems that we've run into in the industry is you do a bunch of great sales training, you teach you teach motorcycle salesmen how to sell, and then within about six months they go, "Boy, if I just apply the same stuff and I start selling Toyotas, I'm going to make a lot more money." Yeah. Right. And, and then they go off and go do that. And so, so that's, that's the point of turnover, right? Um, c- consumers are, are more self-educated on products now than they ever have been. Yep. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the other challenge, too, is, is um, how do you write what's wrong out there and how do you adapt to a smarter and smarter uh, uh, customer?
3: You know, you know, I have a, I have a question that one of the things you didn't touch upon more on the macro level, is, and you mentioned the government, is one of the things that doesn't seem like the motorcycle industry has that other industry has, and let's just say the gun industry, for example, doesn't seem like the motorcyclist has a strong presence in Washington, right? We have the AMA, thank God, and we're always harping on people to support the AMA, because there's not a lot of voices at the federal level other than that. And then also, you know, lobbying in Washington. I mean, how does that affect what we're talking about?
0: There's also aBA
3: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
9: So there, there are there are some strengths in there, and I, I don't want to discount what the Motorcycle Industry Council has done because MIC, whose um, primary membership and their and their primary funding comes from the Japanese brands. Mm-hmm. But that said, um, the Motorcycle Industry Council has really led a lot of uh, the legal protections. Um, and think you know, there was a, a little while ago. There was like the lead law that stopped the ability to sell mini bikes because yeah. they had lead in the batteries, and they were, you know, like some kid is going to disassemble a battery and lick it. I don't know. So <laughs>
3: have you been naughty?
9: Anyway, yeah, I, right. I, I remember we had a bad Christmas once, and I was just <laughs> given a ball of lead to lick.
6: <laughs> 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 but
9: anyway, the uh, um, the. Uh, they have done, uh, MIC has done a good job in, in partnership with AMA. You're absolutely right. If people are out there and they're bitching that, uh, that, you know, that things aren't changing or they can't get better or DC is this or that, and they're not spending the 40 bucks a year to be an AMA member. It's like, well, shame on you. That's, they may not do everything that we want, but, or they may not be perfect, but they, they're kind of, you know, that's our team. Are, and, uh, and, and we desperately need them to continue to work on our behalf.
4: Are uh, Japanese bikes uh, or any kind of foreign bike under X number of CC still tariffed like they were back in the 80s? No, no. No, they're no, not. No. Okay, that's, okay. I was, no, uh, I was about over. to say it. Right, okay, cool.
0: So, something um, as I've been studying everything that you've been talking about, there's a couple things that came through for me that I don't know that they were highlighted. One of them is. Um, you know we've lost a lot of our bike shows here we had a british bike show we had a local show a lot of even um the progressive motorcycle show doesn't come here anymore to the bay area um but the shows that i that i that i see are rising up like the one show in portland you know you're and if you're talking about the millennials what they're bringing is it's it's all media it is culture it's lifestyle it's clothing it's art it's Everything that goes hand-in-hand with motorcycles. And, you know, a lot of blame is being put on the millennials not buying, not interested in bikes. But the ones that are, I think, are painting a a brighter picture of motorcycling as a culture and lifestyle. Have you seen that happening in other places?
9: Well, so you were at the Shindig on Thursday, right? I wasn't
0: there, but I got a recording of it i've been listening
9: got a recording this is awesome I mean, this is like cia stuff <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea like you know yeah i had my spy there. there you know
6: and whatever
9: <laughs> okay so anyway, uh, the, uh, um, that that particular venue is a place called the um, Lucky Wheels yes. Garage. It's mm-hmm. a do-it-yourself garage for $35 a day, not an hour, $35 a day. You can rent a lift and access to all the tools to work on your own bike. <laughs> they ha- It is run by two young millennial guys who who came from Austin, Texas. They have created a community. They're doing a fabulous job. On Saturday was a uh, all women custom motorcycle show right. oh, nice. put together by a millennial female, uh, Alicia. Um, she goes by Moto Lady online. Mm-hmm. Um, she did that. This is her third annual show, and it the show was it it's so overwhelmed the space that twenty cop cars and two cop helicopters showed up wow. and, and awesome. shut the party down. Motorcycles. Wow. What just and, to... I was like, and, and at the end of it. At the end of it, there's there's a photograph of uh, Alicia and the two head cops and like these other women like inside the show, like standing shoulder to shoulder, taking a smiley picture together (laughs) because the officers were like, oh, this isn't, you know, some stupid, you know, uh, stereotype biker gang thing going on here uh you know this this is like a, a women's motorcycle custom show that just happened to be hugely popular all of a sudden so again it goes back to the report we don't, don't blame the millennials the, there right. is some desire in the millennials out there um you know to to be into motorcycling it's not just all about cost it's a little bit about access it's a little bit about their debt it's a little bit about uh uh fear Mm. Uh, of, of getting into writing, uh, but um, there is um, uh, there is a lot of energy out there and it's not being done in the way that traditional marketers who are perhaps embedded at OEMs are comfortable engaging an audience you know I mean Instagram followers and influencers and and word of mouth uh, and the general leeriness of advertising um has fundamentally changed the discussion around something that is a uh you know you know selling an inherently unstable device
3: well it's like when you, you even talk about motorcycle racers getting sponsored people are looking at well how many likes do you have how many people follow you and this
5: is for motocross sponsorship it's it's definitely right. changed
9: as yeah, our as and our, you have to have those skill sets now
5: as our token millennial it's a lot of bit about debt or one of our token millennials yeah we've uh Uh it's it's a lot of it about debt and i i the 90 percent of the reason i got into riding is because somebody tricked me into thinking it would be cheap (laughs) (laughs) Um, i I
7: realize that it's not cheap. (laughs) it's not but
5: that's why i I, that's a lot i had four grand in debt at the time and i thought it would be i I was like i can't afford a car so i'll get a bike i fell into the community that's why i stay riding if i had known about the community and like i'd been hooked into the community before i started riding, I probably also would have ended up riding, but I got into it because I thought it was cheap. So, okay, do you think
4: within like 10 years when the millennials are not of a millennial age and they're like, you know, um, probably in their late 20s, early 30s, and they've got some kind of financial buying power, would, would, you, would you predict there would be an uptick in sales? I mean...
9: Listen, you're jump, everyone's jumping so far; it's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it, it blows my mind. Okay, so we have we have a ton of boomers who bought motorcycles because they were cash rich, and right. you know, and and so that's the we've heard that story a million times. Sure then a financial hit happens and now all of a sudden we're begging millennials to buy motorcycles while we're trying to, you know, while we're promoting, you know, 180 horsepower, you know, BMWs and, and, you know, $40,000 CBOs and $35,000, yeah. you know, whatever. What the heck happened to talking to generation X? Yeah. You know, the, the, the parents of generation. the millennials. Yeah. And, as an industry, we have fundamentally failed that conversation. I'm, I'm on the leading edge of uh, gen X um, I, have a, I have a girlfriend who, has, uh, you know, last semester dropped her kid off at college, sold her house, bought a truck and an Airstream, and she's driving around just doing what she wants to do for the first time at 50, which is what boomers had to wait until they were 70 to do. Mm. Um, and that's because we have a new ability to work in a mobile way. And, and so, as an industry, we've completely failed to market to Generation X the benefits of, of motorcycle and the community and, and what it can bring to you. And it, which goes to the, you know, one of the major uh, points of the report was if mom rides, the kids will ride. Right. It's not just about mm-hmm. selling motorcycles to mom. If mom approves of motorcycling, there will be more motorcycling. Period.
0: And when we go to the um, to our dirt riding park, we see tons of families there. I don't think people realize how. Uh, how many families ride together?
3: Well, I think it's how many people don't realize what a great family experience riding right. can be. You know, we compete a lot exactly. here with mountain biking and I think what you just said a minute ago was, was spot on, is I know a lot of families that mountain bike together because that's what people do here. And why? Because mom mountain bikes. And yes. I don't think it's a stretch, but it's like, and, and I don't know the answer, but how do you, you know, make motorcycling as appealing as mountain biking or all these other things? But
9: Well, yeah. the, the challenge is, is that risk is the lead factor in a conversation in motorcycling everyone mm, sitting yeah. in that room right now when you bring up motorcycling somebody's got it's, you know, a story about their uncle who got clipped in traffic or, you know, or they knew a guy who totally. knew a guy or, or Oh,
0: know, R- Robert, I can one up so. you. Last week on our podcast, while we were recording, one of our own got hit by a car and called into the podcast for help. <laughs> and we had to dispatch people from the show and we're getting updates while we were recording with our guest. Oh, yeah. For us, it's just, it's... It, We're not it, really phased. And I was like, yeah.
8: Unfortunately, it is a way of life. I mean, yeah. it's we've got some extremely experienced riders in here, and there's a couple in here who have been involved in incidents in in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um,
9: you know, I found. So, like- but that's that again. That when we when we fall onto that, as as like sort of a quick conversation around motorcycling, right away, you know, it, we don't talk about the positives. In it, yeah, and we don't we don't lead with that. We don't lead with the community. We don't lead with the fact that we've made lifelong friends through this activity. And then the the, right. the rewards are right. much harder to talk about. And uh, and because of that, we tend we within our own industry we fail to elevate the positives of motorcycling because it's just too easy to talk about the the ugly stuff.
0: So. Um, how important is it for there to be positive um, motorcycles in media? Because for a lot of us, we are raised on evil can evil toys, watching chips, shows yeah. like that. Um, there really isn't much of that now, is there?
9: No, no, there isn't as much. But when you, you know, there was a, a really cute movie that I think all the actors were just paying the rent or something along the way. It was a movie called uh, uh, Larry Crown. I don't know if you guys of that. Oh, yes. That, but, uh, I know Larry Crown. Yeah. So the entire crux of that movie is Tom Hanks is kind of a, you know, a dork, and Julia Roberts is a washed-up sort of teacher. And Hanks, like, loses his job, ends up going back to school, and buys a used scooter because he can't afford to drive his Suburban around, right? And so he's on a, I think it's like a 1982 Riva 180 or something <laughs> yep. like that. And, and I think I nailed it, right? Yep, And then exactly. the... Um, and uh, uh, the entire crux of that movie wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the the scooter. The scooter literally, you know, it introduces the community. It introduces this sort of thing, and so there, you know, some of that stuff is is out there and I, I would hope, I don't know that this happened or not, but it would be cool to know that, you know, a bunch of Vespa clubs or whatever went to go see the movie together. That would be awesome. Um, I, I agree with you that motorcycling can be, um, or motorcycling in media and in, in, in our, our, uh, you know, uh, common, um, digestion of media uh, can be a positive story. Um, and to that, to that effect or to that point, um, I'm helping uh, a, uh, a woman um, named Elisa Clickinger, who you may know yeah. from the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Sister Centennial ride.
6: Yes. Um,
9: so you guys were involved. Uh, the, the Bay Area was highly involved with that as we rolled. I was on that ride. I was in a sidecar rig. And yes. um, so two and a half years from now, she and I are producing the suffragist centennial ride where we're going to ride from 10 different cities, 100 women, or 100 riders, I should say, times 10 cities, equaling 1,000, are going to roll in on the centennial of uh, women's right to vote into Washington, D.C. Now, if you don't think I'm getting on CNN with that, you're (laughs) out of your mind, right? Because that visual of uh, of 1,000 females or couples rolling in on, on an election year, uh, into Washington D.C. as a, as motorcycling as the expression of freedom and control and appreciation of environment and an analog experience, um, there, there are, are there's almost nothing else that can deliver that in a single uh, uh, in a single mechanism. Hey Robert, and so um, that's that's what we need to do.
8: Hey Robert, how can me yes. and Liza get in on that?
9: Oh, just go to centennialride.com. Anybody can sign up for our newsletter, and we're uh, we are absolutely cranking on uh,
8: centennialride.com. Uh, right Ride on centennialride.com. Great plug. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Cool. So, um, oh,
9: only- g- that's going to be huge.
4: Yeah, I want to shift the the focus a little bit on to, uh getting women into motorcycling because apparently that's a it's a huge thing now with the women's only kind of uh, uh yes rides well, like babes ride the out and power.
0: Well, hold on, Robert has a great video on his channel that he's walking around looking at different bikes that are considered girl bikes, right? Uh, What were, I mean, you were pointing out that there are plenty of bikes that are good for women in that.
9: Well, yeah, I actually started that video, and I, I, this, mind you, that video is from 2009, so don't judge my hair or the shirt (laughs) I was wearing, okay? Give me a break. Uh, Like Urkel was my, you know, that's who I uh, used to pattern my clothing (laughs) after, but uh, anyway, the, um, uh, that, the point of that, um, as I started that videos, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about women's bikes, and I did like an air quotes thing, and I'm like, why the air quotes? Because there's no such thing as a woman's bike. Yep. And yeah, and I point out mm-hmm. that there there are motorcycles that are more comfortable for beginners or more comfortable for you know shorter and stature. There's short bikes and whatever. tall bikes. Thank yeah, God. that yeah. you know that <laughs> kind of thing. So we started talking about that stuff, and and to the point that in a, in a coupled relationship, um, the female usually weighs in on about 85% of the financial decisions of that household Mm -hmm. and a motorcycling can be a, a significant part of that. That's just the financial decision that doesn't speak to, you know, safety or, or fear factors or whatever. Um, if we were as an industry, if we were more adept, at hosting a motorcycle riding experience where there was a variety of motorcycles, perhaps some gas powered, perhaps a, a handful of zeros that had a speed limit built into them <laughs> or or that Stacy, I don't know if you guys have seen that, the Strider bikes with mm-hmm. a little electric uh, mm-hmm. uh, motor attached to it. Um, that is a, um, that kind of experience can help break the barrier. Anybody who was at the Long Beach Motorcycle Show, uh, would have seen, um, all state motorcycle insurance, uh, sponsored, um, you know, those peg prego, uh, little, you know, like they make a little BMW GS battery powered kids bike kind
6: Mm -hmm, of thing. mm -hmm.
9: Um, and they have like a little slingshot battery powered slingshot that crawls along at, you know, one and a half miles an hour or whatever. And, uh, and, and that sort of thing is what's going to help, open up motorcycling to more people that's the kind of tactical thing that we can do now to mm-hmm. help plant the seed for the next generation but we can't ignore generation x and all these moms who are now getting their you know their freedom back they they you know have dedicated the major part of their life to raising their kids and now they are more inclined to be part of our world well and they have spending power,
3: right that. you have spending power at this age
0: uh- Absolutely. I'll I'll tell you how to plant the seed in the new generation. We need to collect up all of the old Sears. Mini bikes and all the trail 70s, and drop them off in every park across the country.
3: Give them to it free the first time, (laughs) (laughs) like a shitty crack dealer. Yeah,
5: free the first time.
0: I think that was the gateway for so many of us. Yeah,
5: right. That'd be fun. or TW (laughs) 200s.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're so so good. I I I have one of those. I just want to see what can people out there do. What should people do? Um besides the obvious of've set a good example,
3: don't ride like a dick
9: sorry
6: <laughs> <laughs> what, what
0: what should people do to help save motorcycling here in the u s and the north north america?
9: Well, number one is uh advocacy that's one of our one of our five points is increasing advocacy right um there's no there's no central go to point for New ridership. There's like GoRVing.com or mm. or Discover Today's Boating. I think it is, and you know, mm. there's some similar sorts of things for camping and other that are brand neutral, and and talk about that sort of thing. Like when you go back to you know, we're talking about motorcycle OEMs, so there's federal regulations for all the brands sitting in one room at one time, and they can't really do that, you know, and um, so we need to elevate that game and we all need to be advocates. So one of the things that I'm going to do to, um, to kind of put that stuff out there is we're going to print off some give a shift, uh, t-shirts and on the chest of the t-shirt, it says simply ask me about motorcycles or ask me about scooters. Nice. And, and just to start the conversation, I think, you know, since you guys are all participating in the podcast, you're probably all good advocates. Um, and, um, the, 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 you understand the responsibility of what it is to be an advocate and it doesn't take a whole lot more work to be an advocate, but it does take a little bit of thought and, you know, and process in that. And, and that number one thing, uh, Scott Harden and the AMA put together an initiative called Plus One, and it's basically bring a buddy to a motorcycle shop. That's all we're at—just somebody who doesn't ride, bring them to a motorcycle shop, nice, and 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 walk them through motorcycling. Um, the to the point is, if twenty percent of existing motorcyclists were to bring one more rider into our fray we would not be having this conversation right now
3: what We'd if i fine. just buy one more motorcycle? yeah i was gonna say what if
0: 20 of us <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing <laughs> <laughs> I'll <just buy> another <laughs> bike. no that's like the
9: way you guys think that, that's, God, that's a good no. point
0: and, and i'll say i think it goes um hand in hand with what i've been doing here with the garage that i feel our community needs to reach out and help build the right. community and help others and right. you know a lot of the people sitting here in this room show up Every week, just to help other people because they, they get what I'm doing and they, they've clamped onto that as well. And um, I mean, Jim is a perfect example that he wasn't a rider just three years ago. And Jim, now how many bikes do you own? I think seven. There you go. <laughs> but
3: they're not See, just Robert, all. I got kids too. We so. did
0: that. We did that to him.
6: There <laughs> <Way> you go.
3: <laughs> and, uh, and I'm down at Moto Talbot yesterday with Bex, and I'm looking at this old two stroke that Bobby's like, yeah, this thing will be good to go in about a couple of weeks. I'm like, ooh. Somebody's two stroke Yamaha. Okay, i in. Mm.
0: So, and can you repeat again where people can go to get more information?
9: Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, we just put it together. Um, it's uh, moto.giveashift.com. S H I F T, people. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, the, uh, uh, and and on that is a, a link to where you can you know download all the reports and whatnot. There's some of my blog posts, some links to videos and articles that discuss the the thing, and and uh, you know, and eventually we. M- I don't know if I'm going to put up a forum or not. I think that that's already done to death, you know. But the uh, um, I think that uh, that's going to end up continuing to be kind of a central point where um, where these. Uh, these coming five reports will also end up uh, sitting there. And really our goal is to get that done before August, or by the end of August this year before new bike season hits next year, and we can fundamentally change things by spring of, uh, of uh, 19. That's because we gotta, we don't have time to fart around.
6: Right.
0: And, and do you see yourself coming up here to the Bay Area anytime?
9: Oh yeah, I love it up there. Don Lemelin from uh, from Scuderia West fame is a is a buddy of mine, and I've got uh, I got a bunch of friends up that way. And and I've had I did a story with uh, Cycle World magazine years ago, where my mom and I rode a Harley from Denver up to Crater Lake, and then down to San Francisco. And every time I go across the Golden Gate, I think about the photo that was the lead photo in that Cycle right. World story. Nice. And you know, and so there's just I mean, you know. Once once you've been up there, it's in your blood, you
0: know. I'd love to invite you to come out on uh, any Sunday, any given Sunday.
9: On any Sunday.
0: On any Sunday, um, if you'd like to come see what we do. And I would love to, I know if there's future meetings, I would love to be a part of it as well
9: it's definitely going to be and uh like I said we'll be we'll be posting up news there and uh um when I uh, when we get our act together we'll be doing a you know a mailing list or whatever but uh and and getting that going but uh, my contact information's on the report if anybody wants to follow up or ask questions or you know pay for pizza at the next meeting I'm I'm right there. <laughs>
0: nice well i want to thank you for calling in this is a big deal and for anyone out there listening it does affect you we've already seen that with you know the bankruptcy of some of these large companies that sell parts um plus our dealerships are struggling we've lost all of our dealerships here except for a little ktm shop but Mm -hmm. every other dealership has has folded in absolutely.
8: santa cruz absolutely santa cruz is a perfect example there yeah. were so many dealerships here in really? santa cruz yep. and they've all gone yep. uh, and monterey was very very vibrant and now we are the only one we are the only game in town
1: yeah well santa cruz also has you know the, the added disadvantage of being exceptionally expensive to live or do anything here so <laughs> that hurts his yeah,
0: but, well. but that well, goes I'll, back to then motorcycles should, I'll,
5: and scooters should be a cheaper form of
1: transportation. You yeah, we just like, got to trick yeah. more
5: people into thinking it's cheap.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with this one thought. As the industry continues to celebrate the high end motorcycles, it's the middleweight stuff that needs to be the hero. Yeah, As I'm driving yeah, down the freeway yeah. in, in right. California, every fifth billboard is a Toyota Camry billboard. It's not like their hottest, sexiest thing, it's a Camry. Yeah. And if we don't make bikes like the new, uh royal enfield 650 if we don't say that that it's cool to be in there um then we've failed and uh the last bit is i will stop calling motorcycles beginner bikes they're either lightweight Mm -hmm. middleweight or heavyweight yep by saying beginner bike you're you're intoning that somebody has to move up the ladder that that's what they must do to be a motorcyclist and that's a huge mistake
5: you know, That's a good point. A yeah. lot of people ask me what bike like what bike is a good starter bike and really the answer to that is like what kind of rider are you? Are you somebody who's going to get on whatever bike you have and push but, it to its limits? Right. I would not? say it's like,
9: you know, Well, let's you know you should look at a lightweight motorcycle yeah. first. They're easier to ride and blah blah yeah. blah. And then within lightweight there what do you want? There's lightweight adventure bikes, there's lightweight sport bikes, there's lightweight cruisers. It's, it's, it's all in there. But just call it a lightweight, not a beginner bike. Yeah, yeah. And then someone's going to feel like, well, I'm in the community. I'm going to uh, like a a lightweight boxer who knows what he's doing can kick the crap out of a uh out of a a heavyweight amateur right because they have the skills
3: that's a good analogy right cool
0: well thank you again for calling in and i I will put the as i said the link in the show notes um and just what i posted on the facebook page there's a lot of people giving long responses which tells me that this is something that means something to them
9: so you know i love it and I, i I grew up as an artist and uh, have a degree in art, so uh, constructive criticism is how you get better. And that's what we all need to be working on. So I appreciate your guys' work and and your attention and what you're doing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank thank you you very much. Thank you, Thank Thank you. you. And
0: we will stay in touch.
9: Rock on with your bad selves.
1: (laughs) 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 All
0: right. Thanks, Ann. I'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: So that's pretty pretty cool. Um, that he's is cool. he's somebody who set out to he saw that there's a problem <clears throat> he set out to make a change. But speaking of um, seeing a problem, knock. You want to tell everyone what we did the yesterday. God, it was just yesterday. It was oh
6: just yesterday. <laughs>
0: so I'll just say, knock. I'm just the pawn in this because I have a car.
6: Yeah. And knock doesn't. I don't.
0: And knock wanted to I buy a capacity. big toolbox for yeah. his garage.
4: Yeah. So I have a garage and I have tools, but a, the toolbox that I have came. It's the original toolbox that the toolkit was from. It was like a Craftsman 200 piece, whatever. And, and a, over the course of many years, like gain more tools. So I needed a toolbox because everything was just spilling out of the goddamn box. And so uh I did a little bit of research and went for just like a cheap cheaper and lower end uh, Husky rolling toolbox from Home Depot. And it was like a, like a 10 drawer setup and it cost me about 200 bucks. They had a good price. They had a decent price. So we go to Home Depot and um they had it's a two unit piece. They had the top unit and we didn't have the couldn't find we couldn't find the second. Unit yeah, is this a, guy have, ever
0: happened to you? Go to Home Depot yeah. and you want something, you see the picture, yeah. or the tag, and there's nothing there, and you can't find anyone to help you.
4: Got yeah.
1: cereal, no milk. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Just put water in it. Yeah,
4: and so that, in an attempt to put some water in that damn shit, yeah, <laughs> we went to Sears because Liza, on, on, she said like, you yeah, let's go to Sears because that's the spot that's yeah, locally where you get that's where I got the original toolkit, yeah, yeah, and where I got my air compressor and basically all my mechanical shit from sears it's down I, the street that's where down i get my wardrobe yeah <laughs> and totally. uh and,
0: and you know, let's just go back i mean though sears was the place you'd go to get yeah. craftsmen to get yeah. quality right. you get
4: anything get yeah.
0: anything and especially mechanic tools because a lot of hardware stores don't didn't carry that many mechanic right. tools yeah
4: and they carried like specialist tools too like like weird torque wrenches weird socket sizes whatever you could yeah. get all your yeah. your your toolbox kitted out at Sears at one point. And
0: mm-hmm. I don't know if Sears is becoming as sad everywhere else as it is here. But our Sears It's
5: pretty sad. It's, yeah, it's like they've been sad. cutting
0: off its limbs. The automotive yeah. department
5: oh, is yeah. gone. Aren't they closing it? Yeah. No, no. they're eventually. They're hanging in there. Yeah?
8: Sears are winding down a lot of stores. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and of course they're involved with Kmart they, now as and well. And they um
0: they are they, they yeah. got rid of the jewelry yeah. department. They've just mm. been cutting departments. But
4: so we go in there. They've right. got a brand
0: new tool department.
4: The, <laughs> <laughs> we go in there and this is the kind of like the sad entrance to this thing is we walk in there and it's a giant cavern and half the floor like a quarter of the product was sequestered into this smaller area and we go in there and it's just a damn near big empty warehouse wow and so we're walking around and we go to the tool section and we go oh look at this they got something really nice Uh, like two rows of yeah of, of tool cabinets decent tools yeah you know it took us a little bit to find it but uh uh, there was nobody fucking there. Well, and, and there was like, no, there aren't any employees to help us out. Like, you know, normally you go to a store, somebody just comes and greets you. and is like, yeah, I can help you, blah, blah, blah. And were there even prices on the boxes?
6: Well, <laughs> like, yes. Here's the
4: fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in there, and I look at this toolbox kit set up. Like, it's a two-unit system, and... Uh, and there's two prices on that thing, right? One was like one fifty-eight, and the other one was two two hundred something dollars, two hundred seventy-five or whatever. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is great. I think I might go get this. And just to be sure, we you know try to run these numbers by an employee that works there. Well, the...
0: I had to go to the mattress section to find an employee. Is that where you
4: found them? I thought yes. wow. she just materialized out of fucking nowhere. No, no, no. I was like, I oh, all to right. I the
0: mattress section. I found two employees standing there having a conversation. Oh, no, <laughs> shit.
4: Yeah. Anyways, uh, she brings us... Uh, she uh, the, the woman appears, and and we're trying to get numbers on this thing, and... Instead of like having a scanning gun or looking at uh, the SK, SKU numbers, she goes onto her phone and onto the Sears website on her
6: phone. <laughs> right, and cause to she look did. For the she prices. did say,
0: "Well, I don't work in tools, but I'll right. do my best." I said, "Don't right. worry, we won't ask you any technical questions. Right. We, we just, just want to know how much is it. Yeah, that right. is all we want to know. How much, and do you have it in stock?"
4: Right, and. Uh, what did we find out that it was the
0: she well first she started quoting oh yeah 159 and Knox yeah. like done yeah he's rolling the thing down
4: the hallway because <laughs> i'm going done. i'm getting a fucking great deal out of this thing. and then she's going
0: oh hold on oh, wait no i think this is like three something yeah like, oh. she, the number kept changing right and she said, well, which unit is this? And she's trying to compare the handles. And right. like, aren't there skews on these things? Like, I don't right. understand what's happening. What
4: the part number And is, I yeah.
0: was like, I'm out. Because the best thing that could happen is she misquotes the price and he gets like a $500 toolbox for like $189, <laughs> yeah. and that almost happened. That almost oh. happened. It almost happened. So I'm like, I'm gonna shut my mouth and go look at shoes. Yeah. And But then she just kept fumbling and never called for help. And just couldn't f- figure out anything. Yeah. Well, what is in my range? Well, I just. Uh, oh, uh, she was flabbergasted, and finally knocks like, "That's it. That's that's, that's it."
1: That's yeah. when you say, "My friend Andrew here says that it's 189." Yeah.
8: <laughs> I can tell you exactly what's happening. Yeah. Sayers are hurting for staff. Mm-hmm. Now, we at the motorbike shop are hurting for staff. Last week. I had to go to Doc in the Box to get my back looked at. They're hurting for staff. Mm. Do you see a pattern forming? Yeah, Everyone yeah. is hurting for staff right now. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the, I'm sure there are a variety of reasons for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the, what it Maybe comes- the budget for staff isn't there. The, maybe there no, just aren't that many no. qualified individuals. But I guarantee you that Sears, like every other retail store, in the country right now is understaffed. Ship, yeah, it's understaffed. But
0: I didn't yep. blame it. We found staff who were available. It was the lack of training. Right. She had no earth well, clue it, how to look up a price on anything, which was so right. frustrating because they had everything. So, so did then, you guys just I mean, but but to, hold, to be fair bailed. on
8: her, she yeah. wasn't trained in the tools section. Right. right.
0: Well, she wasn't trained how to look up a product by the
4: SKU.
8: Any product. So anyway, you guys. Yeah. You, you bailed. So we bailed. On it? Bailed. Knock oh. right. no,
4: was I mean, losing
0: his shit. He was, there was getting
4: angry. We yeah. had a discussion about how some of these people are underpaid and they and they don't like this job because they're <laughs> underpaid. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> blah. What it came down so, to is we went back to Home Depot. No, no? We, we went you, somewhere else. Did we, you then we went to the third location. Oh, we went to fucking Orchard Supply. Osh across
0: the street right that there. also sells craftsmen. Craftsman. Craftsman. Stuff, right? Yes. We go in. Yes. They've got two. Two, uh, two available, two boxes. Yeah,
4: and there were the ones that I were looking at, and they had the actual right price on there. So and it was more than he wanted to pay. It was more than I wanted. To. <laughs> so we went
8: back to back at Home
0: so Depot. So we <laughs> Let's go back to Home Depot.
4: And Home uh, D. Liza managed to get like a cool employee.
0: I'm like who more,
4: had a scanning gun. Had like an inventory scanning. I, I got a gun. a guy, and
0: I stuck with him. I followed him. Yeah, he's like, hold on, let me check. I followed him. <laughs> and he, yeah, he got a scanner. He goes, uh, uh oh, looks like we've got. 14 in stock. Yeah. Well, where are they? He goes, that's a good question. <laughs> and he started doing the thing that you do in Home Depot where you walk around looking up
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for everything. Yeah. And we're just
0: walking up and down aisles. That's and then he found up. it. Guess where he found all the toolboxes? Mattresses? In the garden center.
3: Uh,
6: yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. They
0: just didn't have room for them. So oh, they were just okay. out there with like the peonies and pansies wow. or something
6: mm-hmm.
0: out there. But we persisted. We found him. He got his toolbox. But the, I just wanted to point out how sad it was that for so many years, Sears was a destination. That's where I would go to the oh, yeah. tool mm-hmm. shop. And this experience really turned me off from going there. Yeah. But Liza,
8: is, it still is a destination for tools. But as Robert was saying, it's changing. Sears.com. Yeah.
4: Yeah it's, you, it's yeah, Amazon there
8: oh yeah. Amazon. Amazon you know online everybody wants to go online now and order stuff and have it delivered but yeah. Yeah. You, if, nego- if you if you go it. to says online every possible tool you could ever want in the world, with free shipping is waiting for you right there well, yeah, but to you be just fair, can't go into a store and put your hands on it because right, that's yeah. the way things are I going mean,
4: yeah to be fair though i mean like, you get any tool online at this point but oh, like, and for and sure. and look, but look at your that.
8: sales clerk she pulled out her cell phone to check right 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 that was a f- instinct was to pull out the phone instead yeah. of like actually going and and checking the computer yeah or something.
4: i guess i guess my point was my my original game plan was was good but like it was you know <laughs> it was a circuitous route to uh having a couple of toolboxes in my garage but
8: uh, you know i no. think there's a, there, there will always be a market for say sears.com yeah as opposed to just jumping onto amazon yeah because there's still some weight behind the craftsman name um i mean you know um uh, yeah snap-on tools are guaranteed for life and that's very nice and they're beautiful tools and yeah, I've got plenty of snap-on wrenches in my box at work, but I've also got plenty of Craftsman ones because guess what? They're guaranteed for life too. Yep. Yeah, and they work. And and, and there's also one name that you haven't mentioned
1: anyone and no one has mentioned yet: Blue Point, Madco, no Harbor Freight, Harbor Freight, yep.
8: one-shot wonders. Right? They're great. Yeah. Just
1: wait till they go on sale, and then you get it super cheap. Yeah,
4: yep, that's what I did.
0: Well, yeah, that that yeah that's all i have to say yeah, it, was, it was it was a I, disappointment but
4: my, my point is is like it's my that experience isn't unique to me i'd imagine oh good lord no you know no so
0: this. but hey zach's here i want to get an update on zach zach
4: hi zach. where
0: have you been what have you been doing
2: uh i live in western mass now oh really yeah where in how's the weather uh around northampton <laughs> oh cool nice uh last weekend it was oh cold as fuck <laughs> Yeah, with wind chill probably about negative twenty or thirty.
5: Fuck you. Yeah. Oh come on. It wasn't, <laughs> Fuck wasn't that. it wasn't it like fifty and raining last Friday?
8: Ugh. Nasty no. business. On Friday it was it, here. On
2: Friday it was fifty and raining. Uh fun fact on Saturday it started at fifty five and was gonna go down to six. So, so it went straight up <laughs> no ice. Nice. Everything yeah, ice. ice. Yeah, Great. it's pretty it's pretty brutal <laughs> lately. Oh. Man. We're glad you're back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. You're like it hurts when I breathe outside. It's not that bad, you get used to it. Yeah. It's really not that bad. <laughs> I mean, -20 is pretty bad, but I did walk a quarter mile in it and it was sucked, but it wasn't that bad. It's not like you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, have you met riding buddies there?
2: I have not. Oh, I have looked. I have tried. Really? Yes. Oh, um. true miss it. I I mean, Big surprise, uh, less people ride out there than do here. Yeah. Big surprise. Especially in the winter. Yeah, big reveal. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I found that there was, it was a lot more solo riders. There's a lot more, like, groups of people that go ride. But, like, if you don't already know someone who's in that group, right? there's no real moto culture hub out there. Right. I've been to a couple vintage shops, and I've asked them, like, you guys have a really cool thing going on. You know, I met like two like you know kind of millennial guys like have a shop up in Brattleboro, and I'm like, oh, Josh Steele, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. I'm like, I'm like, you guys are you guys are fantastic. Like, how can I get involved? Like, how, like what do you guys? want? And like, I don't know, just keep showing up until we don't kick you out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, well, you're an hour away, so that's not. I'm not doing that. Um, and then there, there's another spot yeah. closer to me too. That, that it's the same kind of thing where. Mm. They're, it, they're very much like vintage shops. Yeah. They're not really like a co-op kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like if you show up every weekend, maybe eventually they'll let you help them. But, at, you know, after a couple are, months. are
4: they vintage in the sense they're
5: also just catering to a dying, literally dying demographic. Yeah. 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 Stanley, Stanley Line Shop in Brattleboro, he, he used to, right. Josh and him used to send people back and forth all the time. People would hang out there all the time. Like yeah. old... The, the really old crusty guys would show up and, right. and just sit and like eat eat what they called fudgicles.
6: Yeah. Oh, and, yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> hey! yeah. But, but that's all How closed that? down now because Stanley was killed in September. Oh, so no. yeah. I didn't. Oh, okay. That's what the sweatshirt. That's what the is. stickers are. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, Jeez. Yeah.
2: Didn't know. Yeah. He was. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and and your friend Alice crashed her bike.
2: Yes, yeah, she did. <sighs> she did. What? Really? Oh no. She's okay. She's okay. She she broke her arm. But what? Okay. Oh man! What kind of bike? Oh, it was it was KLR? like it was like six months ago. It was a KLR. Yeah. Okay. Um. It was a wet. It was a wet day. Um. I I've personally ridden that bike, and I did not find that bike to be terribly stable on the freeway. If they're not. <laughs> um. And she got passed by a truck that was going quite fast, and the side wind blew her into a tank slapper. Oh, man. And the bike went down real quick. Luckily, she surfed the bike for a while before she disengaged from it. Wow. Um, And she was wearing all gear, no road rash or anything, just a broken arm, kind of banged up, but otherwise okay. It's time
8: for a misfit's top tip. (laughs) Top tip. Mm -hmm. KLR 650s have very high centers of gravity. And skinny tires mm. and that combination mm. does not suffer falls gladly so so put weights in your shoes yes <laughs> check your tire pressures regularly mm-hmm. and religiously and they're pretty low I want to say ugh. 21 in the front 25 in the back it's certainly around that number i thought they were mid-20s yeah Yeah, but check those tire pressures and if the tires look like they're worn throw them away and Mm -hmm. you know it's marginal the handling on a klr is 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 fine but it's borderline marginal. So if your tire pressures get low or your tires get worn, it will throw you off quite yeah, quickly. Yeah. 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 Too, like Alice.
4: Oh,
2: sorry, go ahead.
8: Alice found out. So please, yeah. please, please, please. Yeah.
2: Thank I also, you. I also, f- I also found that their fork, because there's not not really a solid fork brace that the the front end it's a twist very flexy
8: it's yeah.
6: wibbly wobbly yeah, it you, know, you gotta to
4: understand too like this is a dual sport bike with a lot of suspension travel yeah and so make sure it's your suspension is up to snuff it's either suited for you or it's well serviced or functioning the way it needs to function Yep. um
0: so, well, I'm glad that Alice is okay, but at least you got to do a little bit of riding out here. Maybe yes. there'll be some more. There,
2: hopefully, there'll be some more. I'll see if someone will give me a learner bike and take me yeah. out. I haven't ridden in a little bit because it's winter. Um, but, uh, it, but it'd be good. I was when I first got here. I was riding with my friend, and we took the scenic road. And we went down Bear Creek, and I forgot what the roads are like out here
5: oh. uh, <laughs> because. Did you find sand?
2: No, we we're good. But it was. I was like, <laughs> there's a moment where I was like, oh my god. Oh, the watch out. Oh my, oh my God. Oh, I'm like, these roads are so twisty. I forgot how twisty these are. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Because the roads out there are can't, they, there are some roads that are about as twisty.
6: The roads out there are just but, good for leaf people.
2: But they only get fun at about 85. Oh. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's easier. Like if you're going up Highway 9 and you're going, like, 50, you're having a fun time. Mm-hmm. If you're going on, like, Route 9 in Vermont, you're not having a fun time until you're going about 85 or 90. <laughs> right, right. That's a which, fun road. That's a big yeah. difference. Is, which is, a is, fun which, road. Which, if you are doing that, you're mm-hmm. having a good time. Mm-hmm. But you also do that mental check where you're like, if I crash at 85 around this corner, <laughs> I really don't want to see how that ends. Oh, people yeah. die on that road. So It, yeah. oh, it ends in yeah. the woods,
5: right? Oh, so uh, Or off a cliff.
2: Yeah, yeah. so... It's a little like I haven't done that much intense riding out there uh, on the east. And hey, if you are a podcast listener and you live in the Western Mass kind of that sort of area, prove me wrong. Show me show me a great ride. Show me a great spot to go and meet people. A great culture spot. And I would I will I would love to know that. So please email us. Tell me where I should go because I would love to talk to you. Awesome.
0: Yeah, if you message us, we'll we'll forward it to Zach.
8: He will get it. Please Especially do. if there's a dick pic yeah or a yeah. picture of a cat for not i will or a cat for now i will
2: rate your dick pic if you send it to me though <laughs> yeah. did you ever know with a, photographic critique yeah <laughs> I, I i do have a di- i do have an art degree I, I, will, I will be i will be precise in my critique about your composition the composition's all wrong and the thing, yeah. you about know, your substance and your company please opposition. everybody please
5: everybody go out open an inco- incognito window and google critique okay, my dick pic
6: stop it. <laughs> Stop.
5: it. it's a thing it's
6: photographic
2: right. critique for your wow. dick it's true yeah carry on
0: <laughs> um, I, I have some news to share big news mm. yeah big news mm. okay share that news uh, later uh, Emma's Army stickers
6: Woo-hoo! have been Woo-hoo! delivered
0: Woo-hoo! for those who sent out Sazies to us uh, to get stickers they're going to be going out um, for all of our Patreon subscribers at any level they are automatically getting I'm going to stop you there
8: I'm going to stop you there how awesome are they
0: yeah they're pretty
8: awesome. oh like, they've got <laughs> bullet holes in them that's <laughs> pretty know, awesome no expense was spared no expense was spared in the manufacture of these stickers and it's <laughs> Garrett exactly there was no expense Genuine bullet holes. Genuine bullet holes. <laughs> I guarantee they will double or triple the value of your bike. You are going <laughs> to find yourself in a new tax bracket. <laughs> I have one because now. Because your bike's going to be so valuable. I have one now, and on, on our little ride, on our, on our little ride up. I'm very much admired they already. They, they Somebody stopped and offered me money for my bike right on the spot. Because <laughs> so I told it. you. Yeah.
2: You wouldn't believe.
0: So... Uh, yeah, you for, need one. For you a Patreon, need an MS Patreon Army subscribers, sticker. do nothing. I'm sending you some stickers. Um but if you're not a Patreon subscriber and you'd like to get some free stickers, you send a C.Z. Z. That is a self-addressed stamped envelope and send it to 342 Washington Street, Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. California 95060 and we'll send you a bunch of free stickers.
8: Yeah, good exactly. deal. And you know, it's I would love to just send them out to everyone, but we can't afford the postage. We we get these things printed out entirely at our own expense, but just the cost of sending them back, it, it really would be too much yeah, for us to bear. Yeah, it's just a
4: stamped envelope. So, send so, yeah, for fucker. the cost of a
8: stamp, you're going to get a cool sticker for your bike. Technically two stamps. Yeah, I True. guess.
1: But, hey, you get free stickers, right? Hey, you got a buck, you can do it. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, so we've got some emails. I want email time. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: been a while. I know I'm kind of.
0: What crap. Um, but. First, Jim, you want to tell people where we're going to be next month if they can I find us? I
3: do. We are Stoke, is fim- Stoke is fully stimulated. We will be going to the One Moto Show.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, the
3: blimey. February 9th, 10th, and 11th in Portland, yes. Oregon. And it's a fucking hoot. So it's going to be me, Liza, uh, the Mad Mad Becks will be in attendance what? as well. She is our official racer. She doesn't know it yet, but she's our racer. (laughs) Yeah.
6: (laughs) Um,
3: But it's it's a great time. So if there's any listeners, and we know there are because some people met us there last year, um, so come back and see us again. But any listeners up in the Portland area, yeah, we'd love to see you at the one. We're going to be there. Friday night. We're going to be at the races for a while on Saturday.
0: And there might be a strip club. I'm not sure what's happening. And steaks. And, and steaks. But speaking of Portland. <laughs> yeah. have,
8: Portland is always a blast.
1: We
0: have another announcement about Portland.
8: Indeed.
1: I will be up in Portland. This is Bagel. Uh, I will be up in Portland uh, February, uh, January 26th through 28th for the Portland Motorcycle Film Festival. Yay! Yeah! Where they will be oh. featuring our film, The Sovereign Scooterist.
0: And, yes! And, and guess, guess who's going with him, y'all?
1: Clay will be coming with me, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, Clay!
8: So, Clay it's, is um,
1: the best.
5: It's going to be a fun Well, weekend. we are
3: looking forward to Bagel bringing home but the Best
8: Actor Award no. I, I hope so <laughs> this year. But Bagel, I have, a, I have a request, darling. Yes. When you attend, will you wear a T-shirt that says, Ask Me About Scootering? Uh, if I can get one, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We that should would make it awesome. every I'll time somebody asks him, he'll just start crying. <laughs>
7: <laughs> they might give you many hugs.
8: That's so, good. I'm, hugs are great. Yeah, so we're going to know about we're scooter, gonna be
7: re- representing
0: up in Portland.
8: There will be tears. Mm-hmm. So I've got it. Thank you, Portland. That we'll I've got
0: that. it. I got an email here from... This is from Chris Geis, rhymes with nice. Hey, Chris. Happy New Year, he Chris. says. One of my resolutions for 2018 is to make sure that I am helping to support the podcast that I listen to on a regular basis... So I just became a member of the Ask Miss Emma Club. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Nice. Uh, if, if you consider a misfit as someone who is unconventional and doesn't do things the normal way, then maybe I am one also. <laughs> oh, <God. Yeah. laughs> or, or maybe it is just that I don't give a flying you-know-what regarding what others think about me. Also good. <laughs> as long as I keep doing what I feel to be right and I'm doing what I can to be helpful and productive and to support the communities to which I belong. I recently enjoyed your recent interview with Reg Cottrell.
3: Yeah, he's got a lot of uh,
0: yeah, a lot of feedback on that. Especially since I am in my second 50 years, but just started riding recently. That's pretty cool. Good job. I've been listening to your podcast since I bought my first bike, a 2016 Kawasaki Vulcan S.
8: Ooh, that's a good bike.
0: And he says I'm 54 now and have about 2,500 miles under my belt. So I still have lots to learn. Actually, my girlfriend Gina got me interested in bikes. How cool is that?
3: Shout out to Gina. I love
0: I love what you guys are doing and support and develop the sport. As well as the passion that you bring to it and the life that you help give it, mm. although I do not yet have the free time to be able to work at bringing old bikes back to life, I really like what you are doing to help others achieve that. Maybe one day when I'm retired, I'll look at setting up a recycled garage on Long Island. The only question I have is Oh, I like Long
8: Island. I they make well, a good. He says yeah. the only question I
0: have is when in, When is Miss Emma going to start cloning herself so I can have an Emma for my garage? <laughs> So he says, "Keep yeah, keep up the great work, misfits, and I wish all of you safe and awesome 2018." P.S. Please feel free to read my email on the show.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we already did Are we that. We to? We Happy New Year uh, to you we too. We so, uh, Chris, if you keep me supplied with Indian food and gin, darling, I'll move in next week. <laughs> that was very
5: expensive.
8: Yeah, it's expensive, <laughs> It's expensive. Yeah. Vindaloo and gin. You think mm. it's a good idea? It's then, very expensive. Uh, generally, the toilet. <laughs> yeah, the toilet tends to break every two weeks as well. So they're a plumbing problem.
0: Uh, Isaac, what do you got there?
5: Uh, actually, this one's cut off all down the side. I can't.
0: Okay. Oh. oh, I see.
7: That's what yeah. you're saying. All right, go ahead, Bex. Well, I have. Uh, what up, Moto Ladies? What oh. up? What up? <laughs> Dude? From Michelle Fontaine. Oh, that. Yeah, Hello, it is a dudette. And um, hopefully she'll come and visit. Uh, what a badass podcast I've discovered. What, what, What's it called?
6: Please the podcast It's called Cleveland Moto. <laughs> <laughs> That's very clever of <laughs> you, Jim.
7: In addition to being new to the podcast, I'm also new to California. Mm-hmm. I moved here from Athens, Georgia. Yay. Sure up. Oh, yeah. Hey, how your mama in there? Go dogs. <laughs> Look him, yeah. Go Three dogs. Three minutes ago, ah. she and her friend packed up two motorcycles in the bed of her truck, uh, hauled a small trailer with a few things, had a trip of a lifetime. <laughs> nice. She can't wait to do it on a bike one day. Yeah. Uh, when it was time for my best friend Ryan to head home, he drove back all the way to Georgia on a Ducati Scrambler in Dang, nine days. Son. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, she says I'm out here in Ventura working in Oxnard as a fabrication technician for a cool. company right
0: this is badass
3: everybody just perked called
7: up called <laughs> FX. check it out hmm. we make really cool shit
0: <laughs>
3: nice.
7: I'm a welder, woodworker, fabricator in carbon fiber, and the skill set mm. is growing. Wow. That's awesome. Anyway, cool. awesome. my bike is a 1981 KZ750 LTD. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan, her buddy who came out here and rode back, uh, and I completely rebuilt it. He taught me everything. We started with the carbs, then the top end, then all the aesthetic custom shit. The tank is not paint did, it's not painted. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking a raw steel, blackened steel with a pattern that looked or took the better part of two days to tape off. Hmm. And it's pretty sick. I'll, I'll pass around the photos. Oh, I'd love oh, wow. to see it. Actually, here, before and afters are going around. And uh, it's been since August 2016. The bike is almost done. Bought it for 600. I shamefully do not own a carb sink tool, so I made some friends at a rad garage garage in LA called. Atlantis Motor Garage. Shut and up. they are doing the right finishing touches for me including carb er, sinking the carbs. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how awesome it is to listen to you ladies talk about riding, building, working on your bikes. Looking for a community of people like that for sure. I'd love to meet you all. What are you doing for New Year's? By the way, this was December 28th. Yeah, sorry, we're still catching up. We are, we are. <laughs> um, planning to take a trip to see you guys at some point, hopefully soon. Yeah, come you on sound on. rad. I as I try and hone my skills as a biker builder and fabricator, I'm also an oil painter. Her website is Michelle2LsEFontaine, T-A-I-N-E dot net. Do you want to take a look?
4: She's a great painter. Yeah, she's really that's, good. That's a killer yeah. job right yeah. there. Yeah.
7: You guys are awesome to listen to. I started with the newest episodes, and I'm working my way back. I must say, Jocelyn, Emma, Cat, wow. I can't wait to pick your brains and ride with you. Planning on signing up for Ask Miss Emma. Your brain is gold.
8: Yeah! Darling. Excellent. Oh, darling, it's made of it's something. gin yeah. gold. It's pickled with pickled gin, gin and gold. vindaloo.
7: She, uh, I bought a ticket to Babes Out this last year, but alas... My bike was not finished. Sad face. Mm. So, 2018 it is. See you there,
8: Michelle. Excellent.
7: They, if you don't come to, to the, the Misfits garage. before
8: Babes ride out, look for the giant Union Jack. It's not going to be a Moby parked underneath. It's going to mm. be something different. But if you find the Union Jack, you found me. Yeah, Babes ride out 2018. It's going to be a riot. Just, nice.
7: just head on up. North and we'll ride down together.
8: Yeah,
3: that's the best of all. Well, congratulations area. on the bike again. This thing, yeah. is, the, exhaust so yeah. the exhaust yeah. is beautiful. Exhaust
1: is all the cut the, off. Seat, the, the, the seats are great. Yeah, yeah, it's the on, beautiful. The work beautiful. on the tank is
7: amazing too. Yeah, yeah, the the tank, she said, is not painted. Yeah, it's brushed and it goes into it where like that's a brushed and a um, kind of a stained what they do with metal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that yeah. so all yeah. that has, that has to be taped off. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for giving a gal like me hope that we're not the weird ones, <laughs> that we're the bold ones. The ones who want to learn, to grow, and to keep pushing forward with the things that give us freedom. Also, you all is funny as shit. <laughs> 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 and they're the best company on the drives I've taken around Southern California.
4: It's, especially Nock, apparently.
7: I'm already learning looks on everything. a lot yeah, exactly. just from listening. Barely met anyone out here that rides, which I know is weird. So, hopefully, this email will lead to some new friendships and adventures. I read once in an article about making decisions in your life. Quote, you are either fuck yes or no. End quote. <laughs> you guys are totally fuck yes. All right. Cheers and ride right on. Oh, cheers, cheers Michelle. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, that's awesome. Email. Come on
8: Very up. Nice. You
5: yeah. got a whole bunch of friends. Definitely. Very cool. All right. I've got an email from Jake Brinks. Uh, you may remember he wrote in saying, Megan, your laugh is cute. Lucas, your laugh isn't cute. (laughs) 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 And hi, Jake. Oh, baby Jake. All right. So, hello again, misfits. Today, I'm happy to say I own a motorcycle.
6: Yay! Last Welcome night, to hell,
5: bitch. <laughs> last night, me and my buddy... Just wait. Me and my buddy Ethan drove an hour and a half just to go and get this 2000 Honda Nighthawk CB750. Now, she needs a little work. It doesn't light up under four grand, but once she hits 4,500, she rides to red line. Would this mm. be the idle jets? Carb work on day one is the best. The guy was asking $1,800 for it. I talked him down to $1,300, so I don't think I did too bad. Good job. If Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. If I didn't uh, mention before, I'm from West Michigan. So right now isn't exactly the best time to be riding, but you can yeah. pick up some bikes for pretty darn cheap. Yeah. And hey, for the last time in my defense, I think we gave him some crap. Jake was 16 at the time, but I figured she'd be 18 by now, and I'm 20, so it's totally legal. <laughs> <laughs> <All
8: right. laughs> oh, my
5: God. <laughs> Jim's like Uh, we must have given him a bunch of crap I (laughs) I hope to one day ride to the garage that's an insane ride for someone who's barely starting to learn no don't worry I did it Uh, or if not fly out to Cali for a week and chill at the garage on a Sunday here's an idea put up a sign saying no squids allowed maybe Lucas will stay away after that's been posted (laughs) it's been working just kidding Lucas it's just so much fun to make fun of you thanks for spending the time (laughs) to do what you do (laughs) (laughs) thanks for spending the time to do what you do I like that Lucas Thanks gets drive-by even cool. when he they hasn't do. been here in like a year. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
8: yeah, as far as Jake, careful what you wish Thanks, for. <laughs> <laughs> what you get there, Miss Emma? I have an email here from Sarah Bretony. Betany, Sarah. Hey Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Purveyor of Curly Whirlies. Yeah. What I enjoyed very much. Thank you, Sarah. Give
4: us that over-the-seas
8: chocolate. Oh, that Mm. was Sarah. Oh, yes. She had lovely gifts. Thank
7: you, Sarah.
8: Hello, Liza and everyone! Exclamation point. Hello. Well, we have our workshop fairly well set up now, and we're not wasting time. Although, trying to take the engine out did did kill two of my sockets. Mm. If I remember right, Sarah's boyfriend just got an old CB350, I want to say. Or 250. Um we've ordered heavy duty replacement sockets and a breaker bar well that's always good meanwhile we're trying to reduce the weight of the engine by removing what we can bagging and labeling as we go which is always great because an engine in one piece is a big lump mm. if you can take a lot of it out while it's in the frame if you know it's coming out you can kind of dismantle it and then you're just left with a smaller lump in the middle and <coughs> it's almost yeah. manageable to pull out that makes it easier yeah yeah exactly the the plan... I'll put my speaking teeth in. The plan is to paint it a dark gunmetal grey with pinstriping on the cooling fins wire, so it's mm. jolly to me. Mm. Bizarrely, we're stuck on choosing engine grease. Yeah. I well. found a great article... Uh, engine builder, mag, com, whatever. Uh, written by a scientist. Well, that's your first mistake. <laughs> Science! <laughs> Who's worked in the industry Science. for years, but suggests it must be oil soluble and high in zinc. Like Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> does it say that wah, wah, yes wah. no maybe <laughs> um, but because he salt formulated a lot of the products won't recommend a product when you look at what's out there words like lithium water repellent it's grease how can it not be rust repellent get banded around and then there's the fabulously named dr tranny's assembly goo which i want to buy out of principle well who wouldn't um, which has two different colours one for summer one for winters and the colours meant to help prevent misdiagnosing oil leaks okay huh. please what do you guys use what does emma use at work and if any of the brits can advise what's available in the uk that'd be great it sounds so basic but what good are great components never mind Chineseium if it's not properly protected hope it's okay to ask this Hope you're all well, Sarah. So, is this during like assembly grease? Right. And I think I think I understand what Sarah's getting at. So, this is assembling a dry engine. Mm. Wait, you mean you don't use spit and bubble gum to do that? (laughs) Well,
5: I do. I just drink a bunch of milk and then cover it in phlegm.
8: If if I'm building an engine from scratch, there are actually there are only three products I use to assemble an engine, and the first is the easiest. Now. like a lot like gin and (laughs) Um, like a lot of women of a certain age i color my hair and when you color your hair you have these little plastic bottles with a pointy nozzle on the top and the idea is you squirt it into the roots and then comb it through the roots well i keep those bottles and what i'll do is i'll fill them up with engine oil Mm. and so as i assemble an engine if I'm doing um, the big end shells, if I'm assembling the transmission, I just use that. Mm-hmm. So you
0: can use a ketchup dispenser. Ketchup dispenser
8: yeah. is perfect.
5: I was really excited you can to find squirt out. squirt on. But just plain oil What uses. kind of hair dye you use to build an engine. <laughs> right.
7: So a, a narrow nozzle. Narrow nozzle. Not so very squirt. much at one not time. Not very much. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're talking not used.
8: Not you. Yeah. No, I use the old bottles. It really does matter. Uh, well, the bottles,
7: yes, but no, not oil. Not used oil. No, not <laughs> yeah, used sorry. oil. You oil.
8: <laughs> the second, I have an old, old jar of Crane Cam's Cam Lube, which is probably 30 years old. And the only place I use the Cam Lube is on the cam mm-hmm. and that is the only place you should be using assembly lube when you build an engine hmm. on the cam and the followers so high molly content every mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. to protect that cam when you first start it up mm. <clears throat> now if you're using a used cam and you're using used followers in exactly the same position, you don't even need to do that. You you just use oil. Mm-hmm. However, if the followers are new or the cam is new or the cam is used from a different bike to the followers, you mm-hmm. absolutely have to use proper camshaft assembly lube. So by same position, you mean cam and followers from the same bike? Right. Cool. In the same spot, because usually followers are the same. You can put the intake follower on the exhaust and so on and so forth. The third thing.
7: That's actually a good point. Right. Going back, the the followers can be the same thing and swapped out.
8: The only other place that I don't use the oil or the cam lube is when I'm actually fitting the cylinder on the piston rings and I use charcoal dust. I use a specific blend of charcoal dust because if you heavily oil the bores and put the – as you fit the piston, you'll never break the rings in. Oil is so good now and Hmm. it's so slippery. The piston rings never had a chance to break in. So what I use is a very, very specific and it's extremely expensive. it's, It's charcoal powder. And you smear it, you hmm. get the, the... With your finger? You get the bore scrupulously clean. Scrupulously clean, like surgically clean, the piston clean. You wipe the charcoal dust powder inside the bore, and it actually turns green. Hmm. So wow. you know it's clean. Wow. And then you fit the rings on. And those are the only three things I use. But when you're building an engine... A squirty bottle with a pointed nozzle is really what you want to use on 90% of the stuff. And the only place you need what you'd call an engine grease, what I'd call an assembly lube, is on that camshaft. You don't pack any bearings? What bearings are in an engine? They're all oil bearings. I don't know. The main bearings. Main bearings are away. Main bearings well, are usually main bearings. shells unless right, right, right. it's got roller bearings, in but which case you use your squirty bottle. The, the, tra- the transmission bearings and whatnot. Yeah, mm. just squirty bottle. Gotcha. Mm. Engine on. Nice. That- so there you go. Thanks, Sarah, and thank you for the curly whirlies, darling. They were delicious. <laughs> Wasted on Americans, of course, <laughs> but I enjoyed every mouthful. How would Send we know you more. took them
0: from us? Said they're too good for us and left. They are too <laughs> good. <laughs> Knock, what you got there? I gave you the short ones. See? Yeah. See if you can do this. I'll can be... you do this?
6: <laughs> <laughs> no? you I do you. Come on,
0: Knock. No flubs. You so got, got this. You can do it. All right,
4: it. all right. It's called Segment Idea. And this is from Paul Kelly. Now that winter. Hello, is... Paul. Okay. <laughs> now that it is winter and a new year, it would be awesome to be able to spend some time on my dark days watching the best movies of two thousand seventeen. What movie? What motorcycle movies did you guys or listeners see in two thousand seventeen? Are worthy of a cold winter day's watch? Hmm. Uh, and Debbie does Sturgis.
8: <laughs> 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 a, one, uh, I don't want to Debbie. watch that one. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and uh he sent a link of what of saw. Well. <laughs> uh bonus points because paul is in it and i'm paul fuck you mike <laughs> <laughs> and, and he sent out a youtube link for the movie with that, I, I guess I, he's I, in
0: i read that to mike i'm like you now are in a war against all pauls <laughs> all pauls hate you mike
6: Side, paul
5: kelly nice.
0: <laughs> um
5: all of Long Way Round. Well, around. I think. Mm.
0: Well, the movie that uh, he just said. What was the movie Bagel with Tom Hanks?
1: Oh, Larry Crown. I got it. Is it a good movie? It's a cute movie. It's oh. you know, it's it's it's. He didn't I, say good. it's not a biker movie. I'll tell you that. But it's so. But it's 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 a heartwarming.
4: Well, I go for the straight audacity and audacious uh, craziness, and I recommend Torque.
6: No, I'll just go
0: back. I mentioned it um, last week because I've been following the Dakar. It's Mm. a short movie called Paying the Price about Toby Price. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It's only like 20 minutes long. Um, We haven't had bad enough
7: weather to get into the movies. I've been really moved by
3: Road. Road was
4: heavy. That's a heavy movie. What's Road about? Joey Dunlop?
7: Dun, well the Dunlop. Oh, yeah, road, the story. Dunlop story,
0: and, 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 and Irish Road Let's races. just say Irish Road Dust yeah. to Glory Dust is to the Rome movie is to watch yeah. right
1: now. And on any Sunday, of course. Always. Yeah, but I'll, Dust
0: I'll to yeah. Glory is the new one that just yeah. came
3: out. I'll throw, I'll throw this out here because I, I spent a lot of time on the down hours watching it. Is you know, Knock recently turned me on to MotoGP over the la- really over the last year. And it's awesome and, and the subscription to MotoGP is a little steep. But um, if you don't mind, drop what is it, 170 bucks or something yeah, like that? Yeah,
4: 145, 150. But dude, well, how, many races? With your friends? how dude, many races are there? You get
3: there? an entire season race. of Moto what, 2. <laughs> Moto three, Moto GP, and like the other stuff they throw on, all the little specials and, and the, the technical. That's like
8: ten t- bucks, ten bucks a race. That's hundred and seventy bucks. That's a pair of shinkos. I'm oh. no, I'm, I'm just,
5: <laughs>
3: but I'm just saying if you've got if you got a little bit extra dough in your pocket, the the rabbit hole that Moto GP is is awesome.
5: I wish yeah. I could buy well, per race.
6: Well,
4: here's the thing with the Moto GP stuff is too. Like if you have friends who are into kind of racing or you want to get into racing, you could just you know split the cost and have a viewing party every sunday yeah like we do right
0: yeah. don't yeah. tell
5: anybody but yeah, yeah. or um, you can just watch it on your own and jack off yeah well, but yeah. again
0: i recommend <laughs> um, of course <laughs> what, what? <laughs> well that's a given <laughs> even dropped i mean rossi's is still one. racing right uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll say it again okay. i recommend red bull tv standing.
3: red
5: bull tv stream also. it <laughs> yeah
0: and they have a lot of really cool different motorcycle movies documentaries yep. clips well, we were checking race coverage I love it.
3: You can watch the entire Airsberg. I mean, four exactly. hours of Airsberg. It's like you want to talk about. I mean, like fuck <laughs> yeah, football. That's that I could do. And
1: yeah. yeah, and there's all sorts of like adventure writing videos on YouTube too. Yeah, like, okay. that A Vespa <laughs> <best laughs> tour of Pakistan. <laughs> yeah
8: I recommend watching Harley Davidson and the Marlborough Man, and then mm. once you've watched that, go to Handsome <laughs> episode ten, at the last two minutes and see how real acting works that
3: was a good scene
0: <laughs> oh jim what you got there
3: all right i got an email uh from kevin w hey thanks kevin and he says i've been what's listening- the w stand for uh, when you go flying over the handlebars dirt biking.
8: Oh, very good. I thought it, <laughs> I thought it, was long, I thought it might have stood for Winnebago. Uh, if only. So um,
3: I've been listening to your show. God, I need glasses. Um, I've been listening to your shows as I drive down the road, and it's a great way to kill time and boredom, thanks mm. for the endorsement. Driving uh, sims gets boring after the thir- first 30 miles. Oh, Some God, of you were saying it, you yeah. plan to go to Ohio and hope to get on the trans-American trail a little there or back Mm. this is a trail myself and two friends are seriously thinking of doing in June or July nice quitting our jobs and hitting the road I wouldn't recommend getting a bigger dual sport if you do the trail Tenere uh, we're talking 1100 1150 1200 GS African Twin blah 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 you could do it but it'd be difficult yeah tell Jocelyn Snow that um, <laughs> a DR650 or something similar would be the ideal. Uh, if you find yourselves going through Kansas City, give him a holla. He'll make you holla. Uh, I have space for you on the couch <laughs> the floor at least. And he likes barbecue. He will take you to the best barbecue in Kansas City. Nice. And he's very passionate about that. So anyway, <clears throat> thanks, Kevin, a.k.a. Farmer Ted, Crash, Captain Awesome, Asshole, etc. from <laughs> Kansas City. And he, uh, he is disliking us right now for being able to ride because it's about five degrees outside his yeah. house. Oh. Stuck
8: it. Uh, You know, uh, let me tell you, those cats in Kansas City know barbecue. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, good lord, yes.
3: Kansas City barbecue. He was using all capitals at the end there.
8: Yeah, really? (laughs) Oh, you're shouting.
0: And then, uh, uh, just a follow up I wanted to share my deal of the week.
8: It's a boot. Did you get yeah, the other one? Look at She's it. got the boot. Ooh. Das boots. I got
0: myself some new boots. So I've been shopping for some like ADV boots that I can use for my dirt riding and for street riding nice and for touring, a little bit of everything.
5: Those are pretty. But
0: yeah, I've also been are. trying to find a deal, and I found it, and I scored. How oh. much was that boot? So what I got here is a TCX track evo wp boots and i like them because they're not black they're gray Mm. gray Mm. and black um these are nice uh three buckles up the side i got them for a hundred dollars on sale. a bargain! and um they had them listed at revzilla but they didn't have my size available it was Mm. a closeout but i went to cycle gear (laughs) i went to Mm cyclegear.com found the exact same boot and they had one left in my size. Nice. Same clearance, a hundred bucks. Um, so just a reminder, like deals are out there, you just gotta sometimes check other And That
8: duff tells in exactly what we were saying. It's all about going online to get your deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, think they're listed for like two something other places. Yeah, that's I mean.
8: gotta be a two hundred dollar boot. Yeah, it's also, a nice
0: boot. I'm really happy with
5: it. Also most places will price match. You know, if it's ultra clearance, maybe not. But you know, if you find a nice deal online, but you want to go pick it up in the store right then, and you show them the phone, a
8: lot of places but will price. I'll tell you them. one thing about cycle gear, which I find great. When they get down to the last one or two, that stuff's leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, they will sell you a fifty-dollar helmet for two dollars yeah. to get it out of the store. Yep, Just to get you rid know, of it. Where, yeah, exactly cause, cause I don't want to have to inventory it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's like how much is that? Oh, it's two bucks. Yeah. yeah. So
0: Mine! I'm pretty happy with my boots.
5: Well that's done. Is Dale. it yeah. are they yeah. Gore-Tex? Dale. Uh no. CWP, but they are they're waterproof.
0: Waterproof.
3: But they look pretty flexible. Is that dog poop
8: on the sole? Ah,
0: no. God, that's my peach poop.
8: <laughs> <laughs> my
0: peach tree is leaking is oozing goo. Oh, it's got the oozy woozy. Yeah, 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 it does. So um I think that's a rep. Oh, Bagel, he's got an announcement.
8: Yes. Announcement.
1: Yeah, one little announcement. There is a new license plate in California that is now being uh, produced. This is a breast cancer awareness plate, and it is available in motor- for motorcycles and cars. And this is the first time that a motorcycle special plate is, is uh, offered in its own color. It is a pink, uh, light and dark pink background with a dark pink ribbon on it. And uh, it's a very lovely plate. Uh, so if you're interested, contact the DMV in California.
8: And it's a great course. So yes. um, if you don't mind having a pink license plate, step up. Or if you want a pink don't license mind. plate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were uh, several women who were very, very excited to see this. Uh, it's, cool. a very, it's a very good looking plate, I have to say. It is a good
3: looking plate. Yeah. Does it come in camo too? Uh, no, no, not
0: okay. yet. Bless you. Oh <laughs> Thank you. So I want to just leave it open. If anybody would like to comment on Give a Shift or have their two cents, um, you know, send us send us an email talking about it. Um, after we hung up, Robert did get back to me, and he says probably the best thing we can do is stop calling them girls' bikes or beginner bikes. Yep. And right. and this is something I think we should all train ourselves to do: um, lightweight, midweight, yep. heavyweight. Short, and tall. I mean, at least I feel good in that. Um, there were many years that I told people, don't waste your time getting a Ninja 250 or a Nighthawk 250. You're gonna outgrow in a couple of months anyway. Get a bigger bike. But I had come around by that time when I was helping Jim, and I'm like, yeah, get a 250. Just get a bike that you're gonna. It's gonna be a lot easier for you to learn on. And there are some people who do stick with them, but they're often told to upsize. Uh-huh. But for a lot of people, a lightweight bike. Is the right bike for right. what they right. need?
4: Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. what's fucked up is too is like they. <laughs> it's like a derogatory. Oh, you got a lightweight bike. You know what I mean? Oh, you're it's, lightweight. You're lightweight. Yeah, it's like it doesn't fucking matter. You're riding, right? You're yeah, fucking exactly. riding. If you're riding and you're confident and you're riding with your lightweight bike or where the fuck ever, and you're riding and you're you know you're exactly. getting better. Well, better are the wheels
8: moving? Then shut up. But you yeah, nice. know the, <laughs> exactly the thing that Robert said that rang uh, so resonantly with me and it's it's how i've always kind of approached my attitude towards motorcycling is be an ambassador for the sport Mm -hmm. just be an ambassador if somebody comes up to you and says oh that's a nice bike (laughs) so what you know just talk about your bike talk about you be kind to them. I mean, you know? Don't you're be in, a dick in traffic. You're in, yeah. You're don't in, be a dick. Right. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you, know,
5: you know who you are. Yes. You're in
8: fucking Emma's army now. The, the other thing, Step up. The
0: other thing I loved what he said is... Take take a new person. Introduce a new person to motorcycling.
8: Mm-hmm. Oh God, I wouldn't bring a new person into our dealership. Oh God, oh. no. Take him to a Harley. You get a free hot dog.
6: I'm, hey, I know. Hey, I know. Right. Yeah, yes. I've,
0: I've actually I've been thinking. Like, i kind of want to go back there. That was fun. We were hanging at Harley. That, we well,
5: you <laughs> spent what?
3: like three or four hours. did a
5: test ride. Harley's got that community thing going for them. No, they've got yeah. a. Well, that's why they sell. I mean, they sell we all do, but, but Harley is obvious. Yeah, they got they, free hot dog on it. So
7: I think a really interesting point about a beginner quote small weight bike is like the stage of crawling to walking um it's pretty helpful right even though it's short-lived um it's not glorious it has a lot of bumps falls and so on and so forth but you learn so much and you develop so much muscle memory and
4: you know what even if you never got past a fucking 250 let people enjoy things
5: exactly i had i
4: mean jesus christ
5: i had more fun on a tw200 this morning than I have on like anything <laughs> in a long time. Two hundred. You, um, 200. you yeah.
0: guys, I've got a brilliant idea, and this is going to help um, twofold. Okay. So solve two problems. Um, as we stated, a lot of Harley dealerships on weekends you can get hot dogs. I say, take a homeless person, get a free meal. <laughs> let's let's feed the hungry, and introduce them to motorcycles at the same time. Oh. oh. God. Because you don't have to have a home to have a motorcycle. No zombies,
6: though. (coughs)
8: fantastic good idea right yeah
3: wow. you notice know the silence right
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, yeah I'm yeah. not going
2: to say shit because I know a, where you're going with this I, I am that's all a great idea
5: yeah, the one, but, uh, yeah. Well, Liza sense the edge of PC and I would not. <laughs>
6: let's go back let's to Harley and politics and, more and like economic uh, with that.
0: exactly so um, yeah I wanted to thank Robert Panya for calling in yeah, thanks, just, Robert, I really love cool. that he mm-hmm. wanted to come up with solutions there's a lot of things I've been thinking like in the 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 dealership uh, as I said, dealership experience um I think making it so people want to like stay and hang out and building right uh, the relationships and I'll, I'll be honest Emma I can't say that that they're real good at
8: that at your dealership they are they aren't good at that at any dealership however I'd like to have a shout out to a very very dear friend of mine Ricky. <clears throat> Hey Rick Chasteen He has just got a promotion And he is now And I believe his official title is Manager of Fun at Roughneck Harley Davidson (laughs) In Texas And his job Is to produce videos Is to coordinate events To bring people into the Harley community Now If you go to Roughneck Harley Davidson's Website you'll see some of his Videos he's made They're friggin hilarious (laughs) Um, And he's a transplant from Monterey. So he's a cool cat. I've known Ricky for years. um, But that's the right idea. They're doing the right thing. Would Monterey Peninsula Passports ever do that? I don't know. Maybe. Well,
0: I I follow the rule. What I do here at the garage, if you want to get people to come hang out, put out chairs yep, and just having a a place, like a lounge, (laughs) a place uh, people can sit, maybe movies playing. Again, Harley-Davidson does do this well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like hanging out there. Um, Maybe even just ideas, um, a space that clubs could have their meetings at, or maybe even tool rental or loaning yeah there are a lot of things I think dealerships can do to build relationships because we're not going in there to buy our parts anymore we don't know the name of the people at the dealership like we used to when we would go in there to buy our chain buy our oil buy whatever that's what you would do we don't do that anymore so that's um I, I want to hear from people what they think but um. I'd like a
8: vending machine with Vindaloo and gin
0: in it. That would get me in a dealership. But you know how, if you want to send some feedback to us, Zach, can you tell people how to reach us?
2: You can. Find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831- Two
5: nine,
4: nine one five one one two. Five one two. Yeah, we remember it. Hell
5: yeah! Wow,
8: I, I order right.
4: pizza. No, <laughs> the
6: voice
2: of
4: an angel. I've never remembered that number. <laughs> I
2: never remember them. Neither have I. Actually, yeah. I let you guys say it.
6: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, Zach, and you're going to be here next weekend as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll be here next weekend. Oh, cool double band. dosing. Sweet. And then we're going to be seeing you again in July at AMA Vintage Days. Yes.
4: yes. we no. you, you, buddy. With Middle one eye auto. closed. <laughs> I will see you uh, there,
0: Phil. I just want to warn you: we are coming. <laughs> we're coming. We are coming big. Oh yes. we are coming Philippe,
4: we're coming yes. strong. so get your legal team yeah, ready. Right. All, all over your chest and breast and neck area. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna
6: be great. It's gonna be great.
4: <laughs> I figure no, no.
5: we're, we're we're here now. We're here <laughs> and now.
0: And we're gonna be bringing the naked. Mm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
5: Oh,
2: you might see a nipple or two.
0: You <laughs> might see a nipple too. Anyway, AMA Vintage Days in <laughs> July. We are all looking forward to it. We need to fun. stock
8: up on the silver paint Zach. <laughs> it is. Uh... <laughs> you, can, you
2: can find it at Walmart. It's about a dollar. It's a uh, silver cupcake frosting. Uh... Oh, that is made of lead. No, it's <laughs> got to be no, It's you, As cupcake frosting. It's non-toxic. I will say I do not recommend anyone do this because it does burn the mouth and lips extremely.
3: It's cupcake Phil, You and of Phil are doing that. Intake,
2: intake <laughs> sufficient gin before attempting. Yeah.
3: That burnout contest with you guys was the most insane. <laughs> fucking thing. I remember there was somebody, we found a YouTube video afterwards. Yes, we and did. this guy's video, and all you hear the guy go, what, what the, the fuck? <laughs>
5: <laughs> it is at the end of the night. You said that at Vintage Days. <laughs> yes. Awesome.
0: So again, thank you everyone for listening, especially our Patreon subscribers and supporters. Yes, thank you. You're getting a gift coming in the mail, and uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, to our listeners, I love our listeners. Thanks for the emails. Keep them coming. On that note, we're ready to wrap up. Thanks again. This is Liza, Dave, Isaac, Bex.
2: Bagel, Emma, darling. I am Zach.
4: <laughs> ah, this is knock.
2: Naked Jim.
0: And we're out of here! go!
3: Hey there, welcome to Knox Misfit House, yeah. full of cat dander. I picked out Emma's uh, lyrics for this evening for her opening, just so everyone can appreciate. When she says it, I think we all know go well, Coolio. Come on, we can have some fun. Anyway, yeah. Hey there, one, two, three, four, five, right. six,
6: seven, eight, nine. Cool.